This is crazy. So your old job tried you. What happened? Yes. So the guy who did. I think you're breaking up. And um, when we spoke, it was about a job coming back to work for the company. And I refused to tell him, you know, he had asked me like, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. I just put my AirPods in. Um, And he had asked me, you know, what have you been doing? How have you been? Blah, blah, blah. I never made any mention of having a new job. I never made any mention of looking for work. And he gave me a brief rundown of, well, not really a brief rundown, but he was just like, there's a new position coming up. Um, it's a little different than your old position. Um, he talked about a report that used to get on my nerves because no one used it properly. And he was like, oh, we cleaned that report up and trying to touch at me to be like, oh, you know, the little pain points that you used to bitch and moan about that I rightfully bitched and moaned about um, have been fixed. And the weird thing was, I thought that he was calling about a job on his team. He was not my direct manager when I was there. Everyone thought he was my direct manager, but he wasn't. We had a good working relationship. That's why I was willing to listen to him. Mm -hmm. But he told me that it is back working for my old SVP. I'm just like, so why isn't my old SVP calling me? Like that's he he knows like he used to be my boss. So why is he not the one calling me asking me to come back? So it was shady. Mm-hmm. And it was like, does he not want me to come back? Is he scared of me? Like, what's the problem? So he kept on saying he was like, Oh, the job is gonna get posted in like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. I'll text you. I was like, Okay, sure. Go ahead and text me. So he called me yesterday and he was like, hey, the job is going to get posted tomorrow. And if you are interested, you know, you're definitely the first person that we want. So we don't want to keep it posted for a long time. So I can text you when it goes up and, you know, look it over. If you have any questions, ask me again. It's very weird that he wants me to ask him because he is not the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. But he's like, just ask me. And. And, you know, if you if you want it, just have your resume ready. We'll take apply, take the posting down. We'll go from there. So he didn't text me, but the curiosity always kills the cat. So I was like, I'm going to go look on their website to see if it's posted. Lo crazy. and behold, it's posted. Do you know the salary? One, so he had already told me that it was an assistant position, which would which was already a step down in title from what I used to be there. So I was like, that was another red flag. Mm-hmm. Do you know the pay is less money than I was making even when I was a manager at the hotel itself? And that's how they charge you? Yes, that is two <laughs> steps back in pay grade. I'm making more than double of that salary right now at my new job. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was like, wait a minute. Maybe that's why my old SVP didn't call me. Because, of course, he knew how, how much I made because it came out of his budget. So maybe that's why he didn't call me because he knew I wasn't about to go for this. And maybe the guy who did call me didn't do his due diligence and find out what my pay grade was before 
to realize that this pay grade would not match and I wouldn't want to come back. Or maybe he did do his due diligence and maybe he knows what my old pay grade was and maybe he just thinks that I'm that desperate, but I'm not. I got a 30K raise in a pin, in, in the panty, baby. Don't try me. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. I am never going back to you all. That is and so crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him tomorrow. And again, like as a person, as a co-worker, he was very good. Honestly, if he was working at another company, I would entertain working for him as long as they were paying me what I wanted in the company. So had a culture that aligned with what I want. Mm-hmm. So he's not the problem. I really think that he was just trying to find a good person to come back into the door. For a lower rate. Even though he wasn't my manager, we worked very closely together. So I think he just wanted competent people around him. So I I get that. I don't knock him for that. But I'm just going to call him and tell him, like, I thank you for realizing my talent realizing my worth but unfortunately this is too many steps back in my career and all things considered with this company this company's values do not align with my values and this value does not come and this company does not value me so i'm just gonna have to respectfully decline and let it be at that (laughs) like no that is a bit crazy I wouldn't. I wouldn't even submit an offer. I think they need to pay people, you know, what they're worth and value people, and stop trying to, you know, nickel and dime people. I don't like that at all. That's how they stay rich. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's the problem. And that's that's the problem of a bigger issue. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. I'm like, we was. I had found out that they had gave out raises to like the hospital workers and not necessarily the outpatient workers. But if they don't take care of us, like that's going to make me feel away because we've been going through this the entire pandemic and you guys didn't think enough or, you know, consider us enough to, to give us, you know, some, some, you know, some pay, pay us for what we yeah. what worth. So it's just, I, I totally get you. I it's think, still medical work that you do. It is. And it's not we see them we see more patients than the hospital do. Like we see the exactly. kids that come in way more than the actual hospital. The hospital is for people who are like sick sick or you getting the surgery right. done. But if you you know, you come in here for your routine checkup, the preventative maintenance and you know, things like that before you your pre op, post op, like we see you way more than that. Like we work longer hours, we work harder hours and we probably do a lot more work. But Absolutely. you know, it's just a lot of those different things that people don't really appreciate us for and I don't I think this company that I work for should probably do a better job at that than what they have been doing. And that sucks. And you know what? My sister's boyfriend, he is in his residency and he specifically said that he wants to be an ER doctor because he does not want patients. He's Mm -hmm. like, I want to work in a hospital. I want to one and done you people. Because he Mm -hmm. was like, people don't listen. Being someone's PCP can be hard. Like if you, you know, you have a patient, you care about their health, you want to see them do well, and they're just coming in year after year, quarter after quarter, month after month, and they're still not listening to you for their health, that could get taxing on a person. So it's not even just about, you know, we're seeing more people. We're seeing sick people. Sick people, like you said, you do more because it is doing more when you are constantly like this is. 
this is your patient, like all the time. Yeah. You're their practitioner. Whereas, you know, you go to the hospital, okay, you get their, you, they get surgery done, they see this one surgeon, and then they never see him again. Yep. So it's definitely, it's very taxing to be in that position mentally and physically. And then, of course, there are a lot of risks. Because like you said, you see more people. We do. And like I said, we never stopped since COVID. And like the the area I work in, it's all the, the nose and the throat. Like, that's what we do. So I think they should, you know, they should pay be a, a bit more mindful of how they treat their employees and do different things like that. But who knows? Who knows? Cool. Let's see. First of all, how was your weekend? Because we had like, what, two weeks off that we didn't record? I want to say two. It was it was good. It was it was chill. Um, it was good. It was nice to relax because again, so before I went to Chicago, then I went to Miami back to back weekend. So it was nice to you rest and not travel for a weekend. You you, you was young Miami out there. Oh, I was a whole ass city girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, that's pretty good. I think. I think I went to Jacksonville, was getting ready to go to Jacksonville before the last time we had chatted. And um, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We were supposed to take my, my youngest sister down there, but she didn't go. So, I don't know. But now she's down there. She waited till last Friday to, oh, I want to go and have a way. But you should have just went with us instead of um, lollygagging around trying to do whatever, you know, whatever she had planned and just went on ahead and did it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was it. Then you know, I had, then, uh, what what happened after that? Memorial Day. So yeah, the Memorial Day was pretty cool. It was the first time I actually felt like a real long four day weekend for me, or three day weekend. Let's see, yeah, three day weekend. Good. You usually don't feel like that, but it was pretty cool, pretty cool. So I don't know, but first things first, since we didn't get to talk about it, we got to talk about J Cole's album. We got to talk. Wait. About that. What? First, you have to introduce the podcast. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is episode. What episode is this? I don't forget. I actually don't know this time. Is it fifty three? Fifty four. This is episode fifty four of I don't have a name for this yet podcast, and I am your host A one, and we are joined with Jen Walters yet again. So, hey. round of applause. <laughs> I don't have any surreal sound effects because I'm a low budget podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to get some sound effects. But yeah, so we got to talk about J. Cole's album because that's something that I know both Wait. of us are probably looking forward to. What? Wait, can I make a correction from last week? But not last week, last podcast. What's that? You all, I promise I can do math. I re listened to it <laughs> and I said that 18 divided by two is eight and not nine. <laughs> and, and then I was struggling with what three percent of thirty k is. I promise you all, I can do math. Like oh, not calculus and trigonometry, but basic arithmetic. I can do it, you all. It, it like once I reheard it, it's been eating me up inside. Like really? I found it crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, cause there was one thing I said on here with you one time, and I, we we bleeped it out. But I don't know if you remember that uh that comment I made. Yes. What is that? I, I still think about that. I, I was like know that. What you're talking about. You said you do. Yes. But at, at that comment, I, I would. I was like, oh, but that, that would have sounded so bad if I didn't bleep that out. 
And that I don't even know. That just kind of came. I don't know where that even came. I know where it came from, but I don't know why it came. But yeah, I think about this. I know how you feel when you go back and listen. Like, ooh, I said that wrong. Wow, you know. And I think about that every time. I'm like, ooh, I did say that. Can't take that back. Well, yes and no, because they don't know what I said. But right, I felt bad. I was like, oh man, you just never know what what somebody's going through, or you know how it affects the listener. Or how it's gonna affect your 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 host or co-host or whatever, just never know. But yeah. well, we're glad that you can do math, and then Thank we got you. the we got the you know at least it ain't the Jay Z math, so <laughs> which which is good because we still trying to figure out that number. But anyway, but yeah, J Cole's album, uh, it is here. We've had. A good week or two, two weeks to digest it, and and, and you know just kind of sit with us. And so, what was your what was your first thoughts when you first Hello. heard it? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You went out for a second. Oh, I was just saying, what was your first thoughts uh, when you first heard it? Now that we've had some time to sit with it, it was worth the wait. It definitely was. Um, it was short. I wish that. There's a part of me that where it's like, I wish it would have been longer, but then there's another part of me that was like, it was so good at the time span that it was. Would anything else have been forcing it? Um, and so maybe I, I like to think that maybe he did have it. Maybe he did have more tracks. Maybe he had longer tracks and he, and he honed in and he really worked on. And this is really like the best like what was it like 42 41 minutes like the best that that this was the best of the body of work that he had been working on um it does bother me that he doesn't have the features on there mm-hmm. outside like it I, I don't know why except for i think he i think the one with 21 savage says that 21 savage is on there but everything else like who else is on there is not on there yeah. but it was it wasn't a disappointment at all. It was well worth the wait. Um, I think, I think he's remained consistent as an artist, but he still grows. Like he's consistently good, but he's not doing the same thing that he was doing with like Born Sinner and everything. Like it's 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 consistently good, but it still evolves and changes and grows and everyone doesn't do that well and so i appreciate that a lot yeah i'm with you on that it definitely was worth the wait for me i definitely want more i did want more songs i wanted more of what but it just feels like right now he's reached this level of comfort and confidence and just that he's just you can tell that he's been working on his craft that he's like zoned in you know you can just tell by just the way he put things together like like I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that LA Leakers freestyle he had did too. Like you can just tell that he was just he's just he's focused. And so Yes, that was the one you sent to me, right? Yeah, when he was at the radio station. And he did like two of them back to back. Yeah. Like some yes. of them lines in it was kinda crazy. And I was just like, man. And I just keep playing them in my head. But like even even like on the um on the song, I wanna say it's the second song. Let me actually let me go to it real quick. Nope, it ain't that one. I think it's my life, and he was like, uh, 
He said something about he said he said you're gonna pay for it on site. I'm Squarespace. Um <laughs> not Squarespace, but uh Well did he say Squarespace? Oh now I gotta go back and listen. Right. But I wanna say he said that. Let's see. He said spawn up like a rich staircase. Okay, so I I I got that wrong. So he said he said it, he did side work at Squarespace. I thought he said Square Inc. Um, oh, well, I think when he said Squarespace, I was thinking about like Square, like the the financial institution, because I'm thinking, you know, like you know, I said you're gonna pay for that. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get my payback. You're gonna pay for that later on. And with the Square, you know, you swipe your card, you pay for it on site. Like you ain't got to do all these things. So I was like, okay, we talking about Squarespace, and that's still a site. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but I was just, just listening to some of the things he was just saying. I was like, I like how he just put this together. Um, that everything just seemed to kind of flow. There, there is one song that I did not like as much as the others on here. And I want to say it's Pride is the Devil. And that's mainly because of the beat. I ain't really like those. I don't really like those beats like that. Mm, okay, that's fair. Like, I think... I have a bias towards that song just because of the title, because it's very much the truth. It is. They they was getting off on there, and, and it's true. Now, like he said something in there that uh, he said something in there about going to court just so you could see your your, your son or something like that. And I was just like, oh, that just kind of stuck out to me a lot. But he he's right though. Like that's definitely a good song. I just wish he would chose a better beat to me. <laughs> For that one, for that one, but I, I hate all songs I, that kind of sound like that. Okay, that's fair. I think that him and Twenty One, like, I don't think that they miss. Like, they are consistently yeah. a winning combination. Yeah, you are right. You are right. I think I think they go really, really well together. Like, I I didn't know what it was gonna sound like, but whatever they're doing, they better keep that up. They might they might be something special. And like, I think. I think he pushes 21 to rap better or, or be better than what we've seen him be. Which is a good thing, that's, in my opinion. I think that's very fair. Because you, you really don't think about, like, Lil Baby, like, you just, from what he raps about, you wouldn't think that he could put stuff together the way that he does, but sometimes he puts some good, good stuff together. But I think, you know, you hear, like, 21 Savage do it. Like, it just, it's just different. It's just very, very different. And um, I think he's definitely challenging him to do better, to like show that he can actually rap. He just don't do this one thing. Yeah. Oh, and of course, I'm sorry, I forgot to talk about the most exciting thing to me: hearing Killer Cam started. Oh man, was amazing <laughs> to me. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you a lost great way to draw me in. Yeah, at first, man, like when I heard him, I was like, wait, what did I just play? And then I heard the the Jay-Z, you know, the sampling. And then I was just like, wait, is that a Jay-Z song or a Cam song? But I was like, that's definitely Jay-Z. But I like I like what he did on that, too. That was a good way to do it. And the, and the Tyler John in there, too, it just kind of sounded like it, it was current. Yeah. It just sounded real current with Lil John on there like that. But it was, it was pretty good. And then he had a... He had a line in there. What is it? He talked, and it kind of made me feel away about me saying, I wish it would have been longer. It was something like, 
oh my gosh. Like everybody's clapping when your 33 song album Do a does 30, like a hundred. Yes. And I was like, ooh, okay. So maybe mm, he has something against these long albums for a reason. And he know, cause I mean, sometimes too much content is just too much content. It's like, it's like you're reaching like more isn't always more. Sometimes less is more. A yeah. good curated 12 songs can beat out a 33 song album. I don't think I've ever listened to a 33 song album in my life, to be honest. So the only, one I, the only album that long I listened to was Chris Brown's album. What is that? Heartbreak on a Full Moon? He had a bunch of songs on there. I, did, I listened to that. And I was listening to this Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist album, but it's like a, a deluxe re-release with some unreleased stuff. I still haven't made it through that. And that got like 60, 70 songs on there. <laughs> but See? But I think I think I know why they do it. It's a strategy. It's, it's for streaming. They the more you can the more you can keep people on that album or the more you can keep people coming back to finish it, you keep getting more and more play. So that album does a lot better than it than it would have if you would have just had like seven songs, twelve songs. And people got tired of it or whatever. So I think that's why they do okay. it. But he, well, I I, it still could have been a little longer, though. I do wish it was a little bit. I, I just didn't want it to end. Yeah, I I definitely understand the feeling. So what was your uh, what was your favorite song on there? I, I think I got two. Oh, gosh. Um... Like I said, I love him and 21 together. So my life <laughs> yeah, definitely my life has to good. have it. Um, yeah, my life is definitely my favorite. So my first favorite is Hunger on Hillside. I like that one a lot. I don't know why. It just do something to me. I don't know if it's the beat. It's it's what he's saying. It's everything. But my life Wait, is that's different. The, the last song. Last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a oh, oh yeah. That is a good one on there. It yeah. is a real, real good one. I um, but yeah, that one in my life. I like I I like more Ray on. I think I like I like the hook on there. On, yeah, on my life because it's true, and I feel like that because a lot like we had the podcast. I don't know. If, yeah, I might have did a podcast when I was just about like how how many people I've encountered since elementary school dying like and just that they're no they're no longer on this earth anymore. So like that just kind of made me feel away when I just heard it because. Just what he was saying, but this was this was definitely a great album for sure. But I do think he's coming. He's dropping another one this year for sure. I think he's gonna wait till it get cold and he's gonna drop that next one, the fall off. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna revisit this if you're right. I definitely think he's going to like because <laughs> it, it's no way because he, he he promoted off season in the fall of those gonna be his last two albums he said or whatever. I don't believe it, but. I think I think he's gonna drop them both this year. I really, really do. I really do. I think he's gonna wait till maybe October and then drop it on us. All right, we'll see. Hopefully, we can we'll have more J Cole music to discuss. Oh yeah, and I want to say he kind of hints at it in one of these songs. I'm about to go back and listen to it or in an interview, but it's coming. It's coming for sure. Um. Speaking of that, I don't know if you heard about the uh, the Mount Rushmore of hip hop. I have been seeing pictures of it. What what you think about that? Uh, 
is that like all time hip hop? Or wait, the last thing that I saw was like of the two thousands, and it was J Cole, Nicki, Drake, and Kendrick. Uh, I think they got. I think they went a little further. I think they got one after that, but I wouldn't. I would take Nicki off of that one for me. I would put. I would probably put Wale up there instead of Nicki. <laughs> so, so what is the criteria to be up here is it are you a good lyricist is it are you a fan favorite are you a good performer is it album sold because Wale is a lyricist but I do not think that he is like a favorite I do think that he is the underdog and I think part of it is his own attitude that kind of got him there. Because um, Wale, I remember when Wale used to like go off on people on Twitter. And mm-hmm. I I was having this discussion with some of my friends. I was like, do you think that Wale would have even had the notoriety that he had if he didn't have those outbursts on Twitter? If he didn't used to have those interactions? And because I do feel that that is how a lot of his visibility came about. I don't think that enough people really recognized and respected Wale for his lyricism and for his artistry. I think that they recognized him because he was this guy who was wilding on Twitter. Um, I think I, I, I'm going to agree with you. He's definitely not a fan favorite, but he's definitely top tier lyricist to me. And uh, and I, I, I really do believe that he will still have the notoriety even if he didn't have these outbursts, because I think it's only so much, it's only so long you can kind of deny somebody like Wale with, with his skill set. Because he had, he he's he's been on some big hits, he's been on some big mm-hmm. hits. So I think he probably has a bigger fan base elsewhere just because of the genres he can kind of like blend into. But I think for me, my for me, my criteria criteria for a Mount Rushmore would be a little bit of everything, but your your bodies of work has to speak for themselves for me. And Nikki, I've never really been a huge fan of her. Well, I ain't gonna even say that. I'm not a fan of her, but I do like her verse on Monster. That's the best thing she's ever done to me. And I would replace her with Wale. Like my, the, I think out of that class or that's that time period is J. Cole, Kendrick, Wale, Drake, and Big Sean. To me. Out of, out of all of those people from that time that came out like 2008, 2007, I'm going with those four or five. I, I don't, I just can't do, I just can't give Nikki, because I feel like she's only released like two albums and then re-released them with a new song each time. So I can't give her that. But she does have a huge impact. For me, because of her huge impact, I feel like that gives her her spot there. Like her huge impact in her I really feel without her, a lot of the women that we see now, it may not, it may, it, I don't think that rap will be the same if, if women in rap would not be the same if it wasn't for Nikki. Like, I think she was very pivotal to that time period with those guys for, for Cardi to now be a thing, Megan, Blow Millie, all like, I think that without, Nikki having that time that she had, it, we wouldn't have it. 
I, I think you got a point there. Um, I just wish that she would have done more with her platform and her time here than what we got. Because like I said, the only thing I really liked from her rapping-wise was her verse on Monster. I was like, dang, she really can spit. But I also am not a huge fan of female rappers. But if you if you are, if there's one that I really, really, really like, and her name is Rhapsody, but like, I don't think Nikki could hold a candle to her. But I guess for her impact, for what she did, she is a performer. Like she, you know, she kind of had a little bit of everything going for. Had the right crew, had the right publicity, had the right spotlight. She had personality, and she's not ugly or anything. So I think that helps too, and I think it empowered women to. To you know, to kind of speak up and, and just be women, I guess. Absolutely, but I do. Big Sean, I think that someone else, like who, I don't know. Someone had said something about it on Twitter the other day, like that people speak ill on Big Sean now, and I'm. I remember back when people like. Who who has anything bad to say about Big Sean? Like he's he's a great rapper. He is, and so and he's I do better. think he has. He definitely has. That last album he put out, Detroit. Is it Detroit? No, it's not mm. Detroit. I got it right here. Because one of the last few things I downloaded on my phone is Detroit too. That's what it is. Okay. I think it came like late last year, Wait, like maybe December. Mm, now I have to look this up. Oh yeah, you gonna like that one. Check that one out. Like I, I now I was never a real big fan of Big Sean, but this album I think was was one of his better ones. And I've always liked his features and his verses, but sometimes I just don't think they marketed him right or put him on the right songs. But I think he was always underrated and slept on too. And I always gave Wale that edge because of that. Wale wasn't... I think people gave Wale his praise, but I don't think they gave Big Sean his his respect as a lyricist as like they did Wale. But now, the way Big Sean has been rapping, I have to give it to him. He has like some subject matter now. Not now, but more of it. Okay, Detroit 2 was released in September. Like, when you said December... Wait, did you say December? Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I said December. I thought it was late December. Okay, that's where I was getting confused because I was like, I felt that Detroit 2 was earlier and so when you said December, I was like, oh, there was an album after that, so I was getting confused. Okay, so no. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about the same thing. Yes. Detroit mm-hmm. 2 is amazing. He has definitely gotten better and to get someone who has been consistent, gotten better, and I agree with you. I don't think that maybe he was always put on the right things had the correct platform or his correct or like the best songs were featured for singles off his album and things of that nature. I do think that the marketing and PR behind him could have been better to position him better. Definitely. And I think a lot of that has to do with him being on good music. I'm not sure if he's still over there. Let's see. Yeah. He's still over there. But when yeah, you're behind so, somebody like Kanye, it's kind of like you overshadowed a lot. Yeah. But I definitely think that the Mount Rushmore 
has to be <laughs> different. And like, and, and, and there's not really a right or wrong answer, but you can't have a recent Mount Rushmore without J. Cole and Kendrick, period, to me. Because those are the top two. Like, Drake, you have to put Drake there by default, but Absolutely. I, think, I think Drake... And, it's, and I think he loses a lot of respect with me because he, when, I guess, I knew that he he wasn't writing his raps. Like, I knew that. Like, you can just tell. Because when you, when you hear it, you hear someone else. And so, like, I get it. Like, yeah, you are. He's a package, too. Like, he's a, to me, he's like a, a, a industry plant. Like, he, had, he was already, like, successful doing, you know, with his acting, and all you needed was a package and a right, the machine to get behind you. So, when it comes to, like, rapping, and I feel like he sings way more than he raps, and I'm pretty sure I've said this several times on this podcast, <laughs> like, I don't think he can go on a, a rap or a hip-hop Mount Rushmore for me because he doesn't do enough rapping for me. Uh uh, <laughs> when you, but no, when you explained, there was an episode where you explained the difference between hip hop and rap. And did you True. say that like hip hop was more of the pop culture side of rap? Yeah, something like that. It's it's not it's not it's not That's the lyrics. Drake. It's not lyric driven. It's more of That's like Drake. The, if it's a hip hop. Mount Rushmore, that's Drake. Oh, he still do too much singing to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> he do. Like, most of the songs I know about Drake, he's singing. Like, I can't, I can only count on maybe one hand, two hands, maybe, uh, how many songs where he's actually, like, rapping. And those are my favorite ones, like, when he's, like, rapping, rapping. But I don't know. But by default, just because of what he's done, like his, you know, his little trail he's been on, I got to give it to him just for that. But like far as content and quality, I can't really give it to him on that. And that's a fair opinion I have. It is. It is. And I like Drake, but he's just not like, oh, Drake's a goat. Like he's not that to me. Like there's a Kendrick and J. Cole out here to me. So I can't give it to him. I just can't. But he has to go there by default. You can't ignore what he's done. I will say that. Yeah. Like, I can, like, Kendrick, J. Cole, Big Sean, like, I could see them, like, rapping. I could see ciphers with them, battle raps with them. That, and then it's like, Drake, I don't see that. I really don't. I don't Mm -hmm. see Drake as that type of rapper. But again, he has impact. And you cannot, you can't deny it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to like it, but you have to admit that it is there. You have to admit that Drake has impact. Yeah, he definitely has impact. He's very influential. And that's, I think that's, that's a gift. Well, that's a, that's a pro and a con for me. Cause I feel like, I don't know. Drake, Drake's just different. Like he's just different. Like it's kind of hard to, to kind of put him a place because I don't know if he's this. Or not. I don't know if I said I probably said this on another podcast. Culture vulturing <laughs> on yeah. there, like you know. So it's like my thing is you get him a good beat, you get him some, you get a, you get a writer from that genre. He has a wonderful voice, 
Like it's not like a great voice, like singing voice, but he just he just sounds good. He can hold a note, whether he's rapping or singing. His voice is pleasant to hear in your ears, and I think yeah. that's a formula for for success right there. It is. I, I kind of feel like he kind of like has a a cookie cutter career for me, but you can't ignore what he's done. You can't ignore his impact. You are right on that. But if we're gonna go all time Mount Rushmore's, give me your oh all, gosh. give me your all time Mount Rushmore. I can't. I'm nowhere near prepared <laughs> to do that. <laughs> oh oh man. my gosh! And again, it's still like every. <sighs> oh my gosh! And it can only be four. You can you can you can give an honorable mention as a fifth one. Somebody can be an honorable mention. This is <sighs> impossible. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> I'm not I'm not ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you mine then. I'm going to give you mine. <laughs> So on my Mount Rushmore, it's going to sound crazy, but it's true. I think on my Mount Rushmore, I got to have Nas. Got to have Nas. You got to have Eminem. I'm going to go with Kendrick. And I'll go with J. Cole as my fourth. And I think my honorable mention would be I might go with Jay-Z. Even though I'm not like a huge Jay-Z fan, I, I might have to give him that because you can't ignore what he's done also. And to me, he's gotten better over time. Uh, you see, for you, it's very lyrical. For you. Very. For me, I'm still thinking about like people who like impacts and people who perform. So Nas, absolutely. Like I can't I absolutely. Jay Z, very lyrical, but then he also has a very different, a more widespread impact. Yeah. I for me, the mashups with Lincoln Park were oh yes, it was just it was it was, and it was amazing, an amazing crossover that I much appreciated. So for him, it's like it's lyrical and he has so much impact. Um, I want to say, no, that's the thing. And it's like I try to say, because Biggie was, but it was such a short lived career. And, and that's then you have why so I don't many... pick him. <sighs> him and Tupac, like they're not my favorites anyway. But Biggie could rap to me. Like he could just get uh... on there and just go. It's, uh... So again, all things considered, <laughs> Drake would have to be on mine. Drake would be on yours. Is the impact like you can't you cannot deny it? He does not miss. 
And it's terrible because there are things that I hate that he does, but he does not miss. Mm, I don't know. I'm about to give him the honorable mention. He, he could be six, maybe, just because of his impact alone. Impact alone. He could be six, but... Okay, Biggie would be my honorable mention. So Nas, Jay-Z, Drake, and... I mean... <laughs> and I feel like because this is he's very uh, MF Doom like his ability to rap and like how he rhymes words in the middle of bars it, it's mind blowing like seeing how much he rhymes Mm-hmm. It 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 I can't comprehend fully. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but it's like again, I don't think the impact of MF Doom is. Yeah. I think impact is there, but it's not impact that we see with Jay Z. It's not the impact that we see with Drake, but it's there. But I just don't think it's like as widely noticed or celebrated you know people gave him his flowers with his passing but i don't think you know you don't see the culture around mf doom the way that you do for other rappers who like they carried an era like even little wayne like the impact that little wayne had on the culture like you don't that's that's not the type of impact that i think he had but the nigga can rap yeah, I uh, I'm with you on that. It impact the impact does have a lot, and, it, and it's sad that a lot of people don't get that recognition until they're gone. But I want to ask you, why do you feel like uh, that people like MF Doom or people like Wale or or whoever don't get that credit or recognition like someone like a Jay Z or a Drake does? You ever heard an MF Doom record in the club? No. Okay then. I think that's I mean, a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is it's no longer it, it's just that's not it's not the culture of what hip hop is anymore. It's not about what you randomly hear playing on a car rolling past as you are standing on a block with your friends. It's not who can battle rap the best. It's not it's not that anymore. It's not the hunt for this new hot person to make a single to be on the radio. It's what is going to get the most streams. It is what is going to be catchy enough to be in the club. And so that's, it's not, he had a, he's had a very long career, but it's the type of music that he does doesn't, it just didn't stand up for what hip hop evolved into. I mean, it's what, again, hip hop, like you said, it's the popular part of rap culture. So 
it wasn't the popular thing. The popular thing is what is going to play in the club. The popular thing is what is going to be a good single. What can you put on Fortnite or 2K? Mm. Like, that's what sells. What can be good TikTok music? Like, that's that's not what he was making. I also think their appearance has a lot to do with it, too. And I think that has a lot to do with Drake's success in, in particular. Like, if you're, like, attractive or whatever, like, people are naturally going to tune into what you got going on, whether they like you or not. And if they hear you long enough, they'll like you. And I think I think for some of the artists, I think that has a lot to do with it. That's fair. And I, I used to make that argument about, like, Wale, because back then, I don't know if you remember the whole light skin versus dark skin thing, Drake and J. Cole were light skinned. So they naturally got a lot of attention. Kendrick came out of nowhere. Dark. Wale was dark. Er. And, you know, they just kind of like, to me, it felt like they had to scrap more. But like Kendrick came out of nowhere. Like I remember some of us like, oh, Kendrick, 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 Kendrick. And I was like, oh, let me hear what he got. So I didn't know what he looked like. But I always, I, and even to this day, they were like, don't nobody want to hear Kendrick. Don't nobody want to hear this. Don't nobody want to hear it. And they say the same, same, same thing about J. Cole. But I found out that during that time, from what I was just like realizing, it was a lot of like light skin, dark skin thing. I was like, what is marketable? Like, are they marketing light skin people? Are they trying to sell that to the masses? Because when you start thinking about it, Nikki, Drake, uh, Tiger, J. Cole, oh, who else was out gosh. there? Like a lot of them were like lighter and then like even when you look at rick ross he's not you know he may not be like a sex symbol for some you know but i think that has something to do with why some people don't get you know that marketability or that 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 machine behind them like some of the other people do that's fair i mean it's very fair even though I think Wale is fine, but that's just my little personal opinion. <laughs> I think a lot of people do, but I just think during that time, people took sides and was just like, well, I'm on this side of the fence. And that just kind of how that went. But I guess that's a good, uh, I think that's good for the uh, music section for it. We might come back to music, but we will see. Because we don't really have too many music. I ain't had a music conversation on here in a, a long time, but I think this is good. This is good. Um, I enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. It's, it's kind of hard to pick a pick a top five or to pick a, a Mount Rushmore or whatever. It's hard to do that. So you know, it's also apparently hard to do. Complete certified lover boy. Yeah, I, I need him to give coming. his son back to his mama so he can finish this damn album. It was cute. You brought him on stage. Okay, get back to work. Do Do you think it's gonna come this year? It, why would it not? I think he might be waiting for summertime. Drake is a summertime out. You know, you need to be outside type of person. No, because initially it was supposed to be for February. a winter release, and we yeah. were all like, "We're gonna be in lockdown. It's COVID. It's gonna be winter. It's gonna be cold, and we're gonna have Drake. It's gonna be abysmal." But we're, not, <laughs> we're gonna keep the album on repeat, though. We just yeah. gonna be depressed. We gonna be yeah. drinking and driving to our ex's house. Yeah. So no, I don't. And that so that does scare me because I'm just like, if he did originally have it for a winter release, will he wait for the next winter? 
either uh, that or it's gonna be next year, top of next year. That's what I'm thinking. Because I was like, he should have. He said it was done like in January, right? And so I was actually looking forward to hearing. I was like, okay. But then again, you know, people saying he probably was waiting to see what Cole and Kendrick gonna do. But I don't think Kendrick's gonna come this year. And if he does, it's gonna be out of left field. So it's gonna be interesting okay. to see what they do. Get your Beyonce on Kendrick. Drop a secret album. Yeah, I really would. I, I ain't even. Gonna, I want. I still want the J Cole Kendrick album too. They say. They say it's not that it's not gonna happen. They just busy. They're in different spaces, but it's still a possibility for that to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if that came next. That would be that. an amazing shock, but I welcome it completely. <laughs> yeah, because we've been waiting for this almost eight years now. But it, the, where they are now in their careers and with their skills, this would be really good. And with everything that's going on, I think that would be really good. Yes. But, um, let's see. We are going to transition to – sorry for sorry for this, guys, but white people, white people in. And that came from this TikTok video. <laughs> that came from this TikTok video I saw about the girl saying she didn't shower uh, for six days. She just kind of let the, sh- the shampoo run down her body. and She did a little movement. Well, what, what, what did you think about that? And I'm actually going to play the clip. So just bear with me for one second. Let me go back. When you shower. Mm-hmm. What's Listen the first thing you guys. wash? Okay, I, I definitely go hair first. Hair first? Hair first. Do you wash your hair every time? Well, I only take like one shower every six days, so. So you start with hair. Start with hair. And yeah. then? Uh, then I'll normally do conditioner and Keep then mind, this face is a wash. Video guy <laughs> <we're watching>. Then <laughs> I get out. There you go. <laughs> She's in there just. <laughs> how long, how long is your I is have it? no shame it's not my past it's my present and I'm not ashamed I do not wash my body <laughs> at all yeah it's no. a waste of time this the no. waste of time the soap like runs down you sure because like, you know how the soap's like yo absolutely I'm on the same page kinda, like, I'm, not, I'm not on that train. no I'm not on I'm not on fully board <laughs> but, but like but like I have a ticket but I just don't know if I'm hopping on you know that is crazy So there are, I've heard before about people saying you don't have to bathe every day. And then I've also heard about people, you don't have to use soap on every part of your body. Mm-hmm. And I've heard about people who do not actively wash parts of their body. They're just like, oh, well, well who actually washes their legs? The soap just runs down. So the fact that she has managed to have all three of these things combined is mind blowing. <laughs> it's literally incomprehensible to me that someone can allow the words to come out of their mouth that I that I bathe once every six days. It's I I cannot like I can hear the words, but I cannot understand. I cannot, and it's just like. And then, you know, when quarantine first happened, I feel like there was this big resurgence of, oh, well, you don't have to take a, you know, you don't have to get in a shower every day. And there were so many people saying that the bodies of water that our water runs into is actually, they're clearing up because we're not 
washing all this stuff down the drain every night. I'm like, okay, yay for the environment, but you you gotta bathe, man. Like, come on, what's wrong with you all? <laughs> like, I can't. I just I can't get with it. And then, but not. It's not like every other day. It is six days. And then on top of that, you wait six days to bathe, and then you don't even actively wash your body. And it's like, so me, I know my hair texture is totally different than hers. So I know that my wash routine is probably very different from hers. But like when I wash my hair, I I wash it, I shampoo it, I condition it. I get out of the shower. I put whatever leave-in products, whatever stylers. I style my hair. I usually just twist it up. And then I probably like put it like use clips to clip it up, put a shower cap, and then I get back into the shower and actually wash my body because all of those, you know, those products are sticky. They leave a film. They leave some type of residue on your skin. And my Mm -hmm. hair is pretty long. So it's like on my shoulders, on my chest, it's on my back. And so, and then it drips down. So like this stuff is on my body. I, I'm not clean after I do all that. So I know that she probably doesn't go through all those steps, but she said she uses conditioner. So when that conditioner washes down your back, you're trying to tell me you feel clean with that conditioner residue on your skin? You, no, ain't no way. Like me to, if I buy conditioner, a hair conditioner, I don't like it. I don't like how it smells. I don't think it, does anything for my hair instead of throwing away i use it to shave my legs and Mm -hmm. so whenever i shave my legs i always shave first and so because i put that conditioner i shave but then my legs still feels again it has a residue on it it has a film on it so now i'm like now i gotta put soap on my body to get this off of me even when I exfoliate my body i have two exfoliators that i use i switch between the two of them one of them is an oil based and so that oil leaves a residue and i'm the type of person when i when i'm in the shower i want to come out feeling like there is nothing on my skin like i know that there are some people who rather they put their lotion on they put their oil they put their butter on in the shower if that's you that's cool do you that's not me i want to feel like nothingness like i want to feel like my like you probably you might be able to relate because your hair is longer. You know when you shampoo your hair and before you put anything else in it, like it just feels clean. The feeling of clean hair. Yeah, it's like it's like eh, eh. It got like yeah. that little the little Yes. Like that is how I want that's how I want my skin to feel when I come <laughs> out the shower. And then when I come out the shower, then I will put on lotion, oil, body serum, whatever I'm going to do. If you want to put on lotion, whatever, in the shower, that's fine. But lotion is meant to moisturize your body. Conditioner is not. So, again, I cannot, I just cannot understand letting conditioner run down your body and then just getting out the shower and feeling clean. I cannot understand not lifting your leg up (laughs) to wash your leg. I do not understand not rubbing the bottom of your foot on top of the top of the of your other foot to clean your foot. I do not understand opening your legs to make sure water touches your vagina. I do not understand 
letting not letting the water run through your butt cheeks. I don't get it. Do your butt. It is disgusting. <laughs> oh man, that might be the title of it: "Water Through Your Butt Cheeks." That's crazy. <laughs> Like when I first saw it, it was it was funny to me. I couldn't believe she actually said it. The guy, I like how the guy, I, I like how the guy was. And he said, "So you just kind of do this, do that, then it turn out the water." But I felt him when he said, "I got a ticket, but I just don't know if I'm fully aboard." Because they do say that the human body uh, is more than capable of cleaning itself, and we don't necessarily have to bathe. Well, not necessarily that we don't have to, you know clean ourselves every day because your body is designed to take care of that on its own and from what i've learned working in healthcare, there's there are these things called surfactants and most soaps are surfactants it it it, it makes it doesn't allow things to stick to your body and i think that's probably why we have that zzz, that slippery feeling <laughs> to your uh <laughs> to your skin or whatever it is because it is supposed to keep things it's supposed to allow whatever's on your body to wash off and a little known fact hopefully your mind isn't blown out there in uh, the internet world that soap does not kill bacteria Soap is designed to rinse it off of your skin or off of a surface. So, yeah, you're clean, but don't think you killed your germs because you washed your hands. And I think that's probably what she might be getting at. And I'm not giving her a pass because I have heard women probably should shower more than six days. <laughs> Let's just go with that. But um, I thought it was funny because I... um. I showed someone who who was a white woman at my job, and she said she's like so she's like so this is totally true. She said this is what people really say like this is this is true and this is why they say that, and she kind of like, you know, said it. She said people do that, and I was just like I because me personally I thought they was just joking around, but she said this shit is true. And she was like, uh, she said, she said a lot of white people don't use like washcloths. They use their hands and they might not use soap at all. And I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting for her to come out and just tell me that. And I just laughed so hard. She was like, yeah, she said, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's why they be smelling like wet dog. Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, wanna, I don't know if she said that, but I would have said she said something else after that. But I'm going uh, to think back on it. But I did think that was pretty funny that she that she said that. But to me, I thought it was just more white people, you know, just doing whatever it is that they do. And I just—I mean, it is because again, they learned hygiene from black people. They learned hygiene from the Moors. They were peeing in troughs <laughs> next to the street until black people came and said, "Like, hey, wash your ass." And then apparently that angered them and they said slavery. That was the that answer. Crazy. Instead of wash your ass, they wanted to enslave people. That's ridiculous. And I'm a, for those of you who may not know what we're talking about, I'm going to probably insert the clip in here somewhere probably before we start this conversation <laughs> just so they can hear because that shit is hilarious Please. to me. It is hilarious to me. Now, I might have it even playing in the background. I don't know. I'm going to have to do it some kind of way. I'm going to figure it out. But that shit is hilarious to me. But um, oh. but yeah, but yeah. But he said I got a ticket, but I just don't know if I'm fully on board. Like he had me rolling. Mm-mm, that suspect. That no tickets here. We no know. tickets. You're not getting on we that train. We don't agree. No. I might get on the train. What What if you did? What if she did like every three days? Again, she still does not 
actively wash her body. Oh, yeah, she just allows up. it to run down. Like, what? what is that doing? Mm-mm. Well, it ain't, it's, uh, she ain't gonna have no germs on, I can tell that. Okay, sure. Are you drinking water out your fancy technology bottles? I am. I can hear that doom. <laughs> you can hear it real good. Um, let's see. Next one I got lined up, men expressing their feelings. And that came from something I saw online, and I was going to get into the conversation, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Where'd it go? It says, it says guys are mean as fuck when they're going through shit. You be thinking it's another mm. girl, and it's really them being frustrated with life. And then she goes on to put, and they won't tell you what's going on, either no matter how understanding you are because of pride. It really be a rap after that. Mike got to let it go. It won't get better till shit get better for him. They say, I guess they asking, is she speaking facts? I mean, I'm not a guy. I can't tell you. So you tell me. Um. Well, <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I don't think we always have the platform to be able to do it. And I don't necessarily think it's pride. I think it's a lack of... I don't want to say it's, I don't think it's pride for sure, but I think it's a lack of confidence or security there for them to be able to be vulnerable with whoever that, that person is sometimes, because sometimes when you, or he was crying like a little bitch on the phone, talking about he loved me, you know, and they use it against you and no guy wants to have that happen to them. Cause the moment it does, they're going to shut you out. They're going to shut everybody out after that. And I don't think people like really think about that sometimes. And um, I think that's probably why it's like that. What do you think? There is that. There are people who look down on men expressing their feelings, but these things are rooted in patriarchy. This idea that men don't have emotions because they're the logical ones, and because they're the logical ones, they're the better sex, and women should submit to them. So patriarchy was not created by women. Patriarchy was created by men. So if you all want this freedom to express yourself, which you absolutely deserve, emotions are human. They are not man, woman. You all have to be willing to do it. You all have to be willing to go through the trials and tribulations and the growing pains of doing it. You all have to hold your man and woman friends accountable when they talk down on a man expressing himself or degrade a man for expressing himself. You have to be part of the change that you want to see. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But you can't clam up and be mean and nasty to someone possibly the woman who is going to allow you to express yourself and who is not going to throw it back in your face and who wants to help you navigate through your feelings and just be terrible to her because this is what society told you manhood looks like or because some girl down the line in your past threw your emotions back in your face so now you're going to do, so now you're going to act this way with the next girl. So it's 
it's hard. It, it is not easy. Ha- being able to express yourself, having emotional maturity, like all of those things, it's not easy for anyone. Is it easier for some people? Because society is like, well, it's okay for women to cry. It's okay for women to do this. It's okay for women to do that. Yeah, sometimes it is easier for us. But then sometimes we do all these things and people are, oh, well, she's just crazy. Oh, I'm not going to listen to her. Look at her. She over here crying. She don't know nothing. She she can't make one logical decision in her life. So I'm not going to listen mm. to anything she says. It's everyone has their struggles. So you have to be the change you want to see in yourself, in your personal relationships. And so being mean and nasty to your significant other because you or to your family, whoever because you're going through something and making a relationship miserable because of that, it's not fair. It's definitely not fair to them. And it's not fair to you either because you're still keeping your emotions inside. So you're still not working through what you need to work through properly. So who is really winning in this situation? Nobody. Yeah. Um, of course. Has this ever happened to you? Were you have you ever been in those shoes? Where someone was mean and nasty to me because he was going through something. Yeah. Mm, probably. Interesting. I don't think I've ever been like mean or nasty because I'm pretty, pretty open with my friends. I share most things with most people. Um. But I, I definitely can understand why somebody would feel that way. I don't think being mean to somebody is ever the right answer, or is it justified at all? Um. That's something that uh, people need to to think about more. But I just feel like we need more safe spaces to to be able to do that. And like, I, for for example, like sometimes I talk to this one particular woman in particular, and she's like, "Oh, that's that." She said, "That's a female trait," and I'm just like, "But why is that? That's what that's what that's what that's what women do. That's what bitches do." And I'm just like, "But men do those things too." And like. There's lots of things. I was just thinking, I was, and then I have to hit it with this. I like if we're made in the image of God, and they say God's a jealous God, so isn't that? Or that's it. All depends on if you believe God is a man or a woman. But why isn't these things human traits, or why isn't that a man trait? Like I think anybody can just. I don't think it's just native to to one sex. I think it's native to to both. Exactly. But again, it has been taught to us that it's okay for one sex to do it. So that's why we feel. Like it's their natural inclination because people have been forced to repress certain things for so long. And it's, it's not healthy. And hearing like, I can't imagine going to one of my friends and having a serious conversation and then telling me, Oh, that's that, you know, you don't have a right to feel that way. Or that's, that's how men feel. Or that's how women feel. Like I can't, I can't imagine that. And again, I have not always been the most understanding person, but I don't think I've ever, I don't, it's not even, I don't think I have never told a partner like what, you know, that's, that's not manly. That's a feminine trait that why are you feeling this emotion? You shouldn't be feeling this emotion. Do I always know how to deal with, what they're telling me no I don't but I don't invalidate what they're feeling if anything so if you cannot do anything at all if you cannot be supportive 
at least don't invalidate what they're feeling. It's their feelings. That's Definitely. it. Definitely. And I think I think we need to men and women, I think we need to make it make more safe spaces for people to express how they feel. Especially with last month being mental health month. I think a lot of those things like this also segues into another topic I got. But I think this this also, you know, will help alleviate a lot of things that's going on in the world when you can when you have somebody that you can talk to, when you have a place that you can go, you can feel comfortable and like kinda be an outlet or a soundboard and just kinda get these things out. But I'd also, you know, but do do you think let me ask you this, do you think, because this is something I did jot down uh, last week, do you think that women make it a safe space for men to do that? Or, like, what can women do to help make things more comfortable for that guy or a guy in particular to express themselves? You got to mean what you say. Like, if you say that this is a safe space, you have to let it be a safe space. Again, if you can do nothing, do not invalidate what somebody is feeling at all. Mm-hmm. If if you can do nothing. Like, sometimes it's... Sometimes people just need someone to listen. Sometimes people want someone to relate. You have to... I think you have to be able... You have to be willing to want to know what type of support this person needs. And some things it's just you have to tell them. Like how ask how you can support somebody and be sincere in it. Like be if you say it, please mean it. Yeah. Like I'm just a hundred percent. I'm with you and I think and I know just as a guy speaking, I would like to know that if I tell you something, it stays between me and you. No matter what it is, it could be something as small as hey, I stepped on the ropes today in my house. I would like for that to stay between me and you for the most part, like most things. But I think I think that's one way we can do it or or not have because sometimes I've I've seen it where or experienced it where Sometimes it's a lot of assuming, like when you're trying to like be honest and truthful. So now you kind of feel like you can't do that because of how the other person may receive it. It's fair. And it's, I think with honest, wait, what kind of honesty and assuming, like, can you give me an example? Um, let's just say, let's say you're not having a good day and then you think it's one thing and it's really not. They're just not having a good day or they're tired or something like that. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh, I, I, I think that I think that or just trying to like speak for someone or trying to tell them how they feel and why they feel. Like if I'm telling you like I feel this way, Let's just say, you know, my boss made me this way. They're like, well, sometimes you do talk this way. Like, I don't want to hear that right now. You know, like, don't try to assume or don't try to speak for me or don't try to think for me. And then it makes the situation worse because then that person may shut down and not want to tell you anything. And that's very fair. Um, And for me, I know that sometimes things can, like the over or not trying to speak for someone or not trying to form your own opinion as to what, is bothering this person why is this person having a bad day i know that sometimes i have those moments and i overthink it and i you know i just make up my own little scenarios in my head and i hurt my own feelings and i'm just like this is not what was going on and this is not what he said um Mm -hmm. 
So that can be something that's hard to pull back from. But no, it is definitely something you do have to learn how to trust people to take what they say at face value. Like if you all really have this relationship where you all are supposed to, where this is supposed to be safe places for both of you, then you have to, you can't go against what they're telling you. Like if they're telling you this is what I'm feeling or I'm having a bad day because this, that, and the third, I can't sit here and try and make up that, no, he's actually having a bad day because his work wife wouldn't go to lunch with him. Like, no, that's not what he said. And so don't, don't make that up. Like, don't go there. But what you said about you saying, oh, my boss said I talk to people this and the third way and then coming back and saying, well, sometimes you do. And it's like, sometimes I don't, that's not what I want to hear right now. I think that's very, very important. And that's something that I used to go through with my ex when I would try and explain to him or question like, or explain to him how, what he did hurt me. Mm-hmm. And he would always try and, Put it back on he would me. always try and combat me on it and i'm just like can you just let me feel how i feel right now like please like really please and there were just like things there was a girl who he had dealt with and he had blocked her and all this other stuff but she called him from a block number or something and she was upset she was he said she sounded different she had had some type of medical procedure so she was like under the influence of some type of drug so he was like he could tell that she felt you know that she was like out of it and so he tried to sit there and listen to her and he called her sister on three-way and all this other stuff and he stayed on the phone with them for to me was which was much longer than he needed to stay on the phone i was like okay you called her sister right you got her sister on the phone they're now her sister knows what's wrong with her you're you're done what else do you need to be on the phone for you said you could not help her so you got in contact with the person who could help her and put them in contact with another you are now out of the conversation but when i was trying to explain to him like i was what made me upset about this and then i was kind of like in my feelings and i wasn't very talkative with him he then hung up the phone on me like, it's very funny that you sat on the phone listening to their fucking problems, but you couldn't listen to me. And then he was just always, well, she was really going through it and blah, blah. So I'm not going through it. What you're telling me now isn't stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> like, what, what is your problem? <laughs> like, don't, I just, he, so often he would not just let me express my feelings and be in them. He wanted to, he wanted to, what is he wanted to justify every single thing that he did. And I'm like, why can't you just not hear me? What you did hurt my feelings. Why mm-hmm. can't you just not hear that and go from there? Why is it that you have to tell me why you did this? Like, why can't you just understand that you hurt my feelings? Yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. Um, I think, I think I think the number one thing that anyone could do in that type of situation, whether it's a man trying to express or, or a woman trying to express, is just be a good listener. Sometimes, like, I know for me, with my friends, I say, do you want me to be your friend or do you want me to be, oh, let's say with your significant other, do you, want, do, you want to be, do you want me to be your significant other or do you want to be your friend? Or do you want me mm. to talk to you and give you advice or do you want me to listen? I always try to, like, go to that approach, but nine times out of ten, I'm just listening. 
And I yeah. and that that usually is a good approach until you meet somebody who wants you to kind of say mm-hmm or or to, to say something back. Cause I remember in the past, like back, maybe like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I was dating somebody, and she was say, like, "She said you just sitting here listening to me talk, like I'm trying to understand. I'm just letting you get your shit off, so then I can come back and say something later with my, you know, I'm making mental notes to go back to kind of you know to pick your brain on some things and and delve deeper into it. But she would want me to like kind of like go through it, so like, well, this person did this and this is this and this and this and this." What you think Or whatever And I was like Well right now I'm still trying to figure out What's going on But she wanted like An active chime in She wanted me to be saying something She wanted me to give advice At that time And for me I was like I'm I'm just li- I'm just listening Because oftentimes That's what most people want So after that I learned to ask Do you want me to Do you want me to give advice Or do you want me to just listen Do you want to be your friend Or do you want to be Your significant other and, you know, depending on which role it is, do you want to be your brother? Or do you want me to be be your friend? Like, whatever it is, I'm going to tell you the truth according to how, you know, our relationship is. Yeah. So I think and listening. And that's fair. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Listening is, I think that's the most important thing. Just listen to understand instead of trying to reply. Yes. That's the big thing. Absolutely. I 100% agree. But I, I think and that... Go ahead. I was just going to say that's something I'm working on for myself, too. Because, I mean, again, it's not something for men to do. It's not something for women to do. It's something for people to do. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, it's definitely a people thing. I don't believe that men or women do X, Y, and Z. I believe that some things I do... You may see a trend that more women or more men may do, but all of these behaviors standing from a human aspect of life like i don't think it's just whatever you know like there's red popsicles and blue popsicles they they taste different you know you know bomb pop may make the best one but you may get the the whatever the firecracker one they the same thing but it don't it don't really like mean anything like it's native to both like it's you know this one may taste better than this one this one may be brighter than this one but you can find it amongst both I don't think people always like really realize that. And um Yeah. But definitely. But I think from there just creating safe spaces for whoever to uh to be able to communicate and talk, I think that would help. But especially for that young lady in that case, I think that would've that would have helped a lot. And I think it was one more yeah. thing I had in here that, that I saw. Uh, it was from someone I followed on Instagram for a long time, and I kind of, I kind of agree with her. Somebody said this. This is a little graphic, but she says, "You want, want me to read the graphicness?" Yeah. And I think this, uh, I, I screenshotted this because it went along with what we what we're talking about. She's, but she says, "Sucking his dick and fucking him is cool, but when was the last time you made him feel like he actually mattered to you?" When was the last time you listened to his feelings? Massage his body and made sure he was really good. Let him lay in between your legs, rubbing his neck, expressing to him how much he means to you. Men go through just as much as women and just as much as women do. And the last thing they want to hear is us women complaining about all the things that we're feeling, feel they, they ain't do right. Uplift your man, sis, and make him feel like a king. I don't think that there's enough of that going on. But I think that coincides with what we just talked about also. I absolutely agree that it coincides with what we were just talking about. Um, Do I think there are people who are out there doing that? 
absolutely. Yeah. Um, do I think that that is what is necessarily encouraged or what we see relationships to be in society? Not as much. But again, you, you got to be the change that you want to see. So Definitely. you hear something like that, you have, you know, you take that to your relationship. Make sure that you are making your significant other feel cared for, wanted, that you actually worry about their feelings, their well-being, stuff like that. Again, like the guy who I was talking to a while ago and when he was like, his car broke down and he didn't know if he was going to get home and all this other stuff and then he didn't text me when he did and I was like, "Are you know, like, what happened? Are you good? And he was like, I'm alive. Isn't that what, you know, is that all? Uh, no. I, life is not just breathing and existing. Like, I want, I want to make sure you're actually okay. Like, what happened? Is there anything I can do to help? Do you want to tell me what happened or were you stressed? Were you robbed? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so, like, you, people have to be willing to receive it as well. And again, I do think it is harder for men to receive certain things because they're taught that stuff like that is soft. Like, you're not, that's not how you're supposed to be. Like, if you can't be vulnerable with the person who you allegedly love, then what do you, you know? What kind? That's not a life that I want for anybody, man or woman, or you know, if you identify any person, whatever you identify as. Um. So yeah, like you, you have to be that change that you want to see, and is that what I feel? Relationships, what she said, like really making sure that you make sure that the person that matters to you is that necessarily what is really portrayed by the masses, by the mainstream, no. But again, that's, this stuff is a real life. Like, I'll say things on, on Twitter, but <laughs> I... That's not how I really... That's not how I'm really going to act towards my significant other. Oh, really? And so, we have What kind have of things to, are you saying on there? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But go ahead. But yeah, like all because people say certain things or are a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's really what they're like in a relationship. So there's that. So just know that you have to be the person you want to be to the people that matter to you. So I mean, hey, if you want to cut up for your Twitter followers, do that shit. I don't care. But when it comes <laughs> to the people who really care about you and who you care about, again, keep your word and be that be the person who you would want them to be back to you, to them. Um, you know, it's a fine line. Everything shouldn't have to be the shiny example of society. Yeah. Um, some stuff, you know, let's just have fun. Again, let's just act up on Twitter. It is what it is. But, I mean... If, you, if that's what you want to tweet, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having these conversations and having these dialogues. And then it's like, I feel like sometimes people say stuff like that and people will attack them and be like, well, you don't know. And I'm just like, it's just conversation. Like, calm down. Calm down. It's yeah. really, sometimes it's not that big of a deal what people like go in on people on Twitter for, in my humble opinion. But, um, 
just you got to be you you have to do those things and if you know you're not doing them then figure out why not and figure out how to get to to those steps and if you can't do it with that person then maybe that person's not your person maybe you really don't care about that person maybe you really just want to suck his dick that is okay crazy. <laughs> that's it and then leave it at that miss and then but don't make that man think that you really love him and care for him if you if you don't really do it i mean if you don't and if you can't do the other things to show that that's it true there's two things to that do you think that our culture or hip-hop is to blame for some of these things or or has a a role to play in some of these things i mean society has a role to play in everything like i or a role to play in what to to blame for what for people not knowing how to love each other yes and i say that because let's imagine that you're a young impressionable middle school or high school then you hearing uh people saying fuck him take his money men ain't shit and then you adopt those some of those same thinking and then you know when a dude does try to open up to you and then you know some of these negative things can be provoked you know like it goes back to that circle they say why are guys assholes there was like a guy was nice guy meets girl falls in love girls break his heart and the cycle continues now that you know or vice versa and now that guy goes on to date somebody else, he does that same thing to him hurt people hurt people basically i think when it comes to relationships within with black people in the united states and in the america like in the western world i think a lot of it is really complicated because i feel that we try and follow models of relationships that were not set up for us but when you think about it we don't you have like in China, you have like cultures where they married for status, they married for money, they married for wealth and power and all those things. We did not, we do not have that as people, as black people in the Western world. Because when we were brought here, we were enslaved, we were often mixed with people we were perfectly mixed with people from different civilizations from africa so we couldn't so we spoke different languages so we could not communicate with each other to easily rise up against our oppressors it took years of us being integrated with each other to learn english or to you know learn um fusions of the two language of the multiple languages that we spoke natively and what what were enslaved people marrying for? We didn't have any money. We didn't have any status. We didn't have any wealth. We're marrying. We we're marrying for companionship. We didn't have shit else. And I honestly feel that so much, so many relationships, uh, black relationships between black people in the Western world are formed through trauma bonding because that's that's we were getting married to try and escape trauma. Like, yeah. what else were we doing? You have white people who are marrying for status, who are, who have this, who have this generational wealth 
to where it's like, okay, we can marry for money. You have millions. I have millions. Bam. Now we have multi-millions. It's, it's fucking great for them. We didn't have that. We're sitting here and we're marrying for companionship. But then we see white people. We see people from different cultures in Asia who are who have this ability to marry for this status, for this money. And now we're trying to mimic that. What what status and wealth are we as black people marrying for? We don't have it. We are oppressed. So it's like we're trying to we're trying to attain these relationship goals that unfortunately were not made to work for us on this side of the world. Cannot possibly work among in in the continent of Africa amongst other countries possibly I've never been but again that is a place where I think we have the the best chance at having some type of societal wealth some type of status and things of that nature but over here what what a, if you're looking for that then yeah it is going to be the rat race it is going to be hurt people are going to hurt people. And it doesn't have to be that way. I do think that we can build this equity amongst ourselves and we can build this, these, and we can build honest relationships. We're no longer just trauma bonding and we are marrying and we're being in relationships with people who we really care about and who want to be our person. We want to treat like they are our person and we're not trying to treat like they are a paycheck or that they are your maid or what have you. But I don't I, I don't like blaming it all on hip hop because it I it goes well beyond that, in my opinion. True. I'm with you on Hell, that. the black church. Yeah. Be I think telling you all to stay in little funky badass relationships. <laughs> yeah, that's what Hell, I think. It's not only hip hop. Yeah. So True. True, I'm with you on that. But that brings me to the to the third part of this topic. Crime in Atlanta. It is at an all time high. And I got some stats here that I want to read. But uh they were saying crime in Atlanta has been soaring since the past year, especially murders and shootings. There have been fifty four murders in Atlanta through May twenty second, compared to thirty four this same time last year. This chart covers approximately approximately the last five months of both 2020 and 2021 and this year is out of control and i think that i know i was was looking at something else and they were saying that a lot more people are turning to violence especially gun violence to conflict resolve and i think that has a lot to do with people not being able to express themselves or not having someone that they need to make it home to at night or somebody that loves them i think that's a mental health thing it's definitely a mental health thing. I mean, th- <laughs> you know, I love a different world. That is my show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's an episode with crisscross and um, they're in rival gangs. One of the gangs killed the cousin of the other crisscross member. Were they both named Chris? They were both named Chris, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, one one Chris's cousin, his gang killed the other Chris's cousin. And Dwayne was concerned about he was concerned about them and he goes to their house 
that night or to one of their houses that night and tries to talk to the father and the father roughs Dwayne up and was actually like reaching in his waistband to shoot him. And he was like, I could smoke you before you get halfway down this hall. Who do you think my boy would think the man is? Cause the son was now standing there with him. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's how some people are taught. It's, it's what, it's what some people grow up with because they don't see any other way. They're not shown any other way. And that's, it's part of mental health. You, you grow up with all this, with all this trauma, all this violence around you. You don't know how to channel your feelings. And then again, you think that things like therapy are, is white people shit, not because it's negative to white people. It's because they have the disposable income to go to therapy because therapy is not, therapy is not free and it's also not cheap. And so there are so many things that like I'm growing up, I'm realizing that we deemed as white people shit, that it it has nothing to do with white people. It has to do with having money, having the access to capital to do it. And that's why we saw it as white people shit because we knew we didn't have that money. Yeah. And so we just, so then we grow up thinking that therapy is not for us. Therapy is soft and that we can, all these years, we have been solving our problems on this block this way. And it's worked for us. Some people die, some people make it out. It is what it is. And that's it because they don't see anything else. Um, And it's, it's, when you don't see anything further than what you've seen before, what do you strive toward? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And you know, um I think that like I always say on here, money gives you options, money gives you resources. And money makes you more of what you already are. But in this case it definitely gives you option and resources. If we had more money or if it was made affordable, I think more people would participate in it. Just having a place to go share your thoughts. Because there's things you can't tell your mom that you can tell your brother or your sister. There's things you can't tell your significant other that you can tell your best friend. You can tell Tony and Chris. But I think when you have a therapist or somebody who doesn't know you, they're just listening to you, jotting down and maybe giving you some, some, you know, some key advice here and there. It's something I think anybody could need. I mean, needs. And I think that even if you don't have a therapist, you need to have somebody, a friend, a relative that you can go to for somebody to just be able to just, you know, be there for you because essentially we're all therapists to somebody in some form of fashion we're not licensed we didn't go to school for it but we all know how to help people cope we all know how to listen we ain't gonna say all but some of us know how to listen and help and have you know listen effectively and have high emotional iqs and sometimes that's all you really need and i think I think that's why crime is so high, like especially with like the 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 violent crimes. Like it's one thing to be breaking in people's cars, and like if you're listening, Atlanta is hot as hell right now, and, I, and it makes me feel ashamed to be from here. Like I'm actually born and raised here, and it was never like this. Crime is everywhere. Don't get me wrong; you can't go nowhere and don't have crime, even if you live in the suburbs of the city. Like there's crime everywhere, but yeah, it's 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 just getting out of hand. Like where people just 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 don't want to talk about it. Now your whole life, you're going to spend the rest of your life behind bars because somebody spilled beer in your shoe in a restaurant. And now y'all got guns pointed at each other and somebody gets shot. Like, that's crazy. 
I think I think a lot of it has to do with not having somebody to go home to, somebody to care about them or love them, or like them realizing that they have those things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that can definitely factor into it when you when you don't when you feel like you have nothing to live for. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. it it can be a free for all. Like, I remember I watched the um I recently watched the what was the name of it? It was the Aaron Hernandez documentary oh, yeah. on Netflix. I was super late to the party. And I don't remember the guy, but the guy who he had shot in the face, the guy who used to be his weed dealer. Yeah. And they were, um, you know, questioning his character. And they had video surveillance of him shooting someone at a bar, like going, he had gotten shot in the groin and he goes to his car, gets his gun, goes back into the car and shoots himself and shoots into the bar. Whole time his whole crotch is bloody on camera. And I'm just like, That's you crazy. really don't like to me, I was like, what like what is going on in your life to where you're shot like this and like all you want to do is retaliate? Like you're not even worried about your own health and safety at this point. You just wanna shoot back. And it's not, again, it's not like he had the gun on him and just shot back. This man walked out the bar, walked to his, or maybe he was shot outside the bar, but whatever. He still, it was not a we shot each other interaction. Like, we're both standing here, we're both shooting. You got shot, you went to another location to get a gun, you came back into the bar and started shooting. I was like, I'm calling the ambulance. I'm worried about myself. I'm worried about living. So, for I can't, I cannot imagine like what someone goes through for that to be your response to you being hurt. But yeah. for some people, it's legit like games. Like the guy who got shot and then was on live talking about they shot me. And I was like, you have a phone, call the ambulance. Why are you showing us on live? But to some people, it's like, that's more important. It maybe it's more important because then his people will see that he got, that he got shot. Now his people going to go looking for whoever shot him, and all of that is more important to to them than getting to the hospital. And I'm just like, we have like people have to realize that there's there is more to live for, despite all the the shitty things that we go through, the dumpster fire that 2020 was the ghetto that the United <laughs> States of America is, that there's, I do think that there's more to life. And I wish that more people can be exposed to thinking and realizing and really knowing that there's more to life. And again, ha having someone to express that to you, I think would be there. I think it can go a long way and it's, and it's important. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that. And it's, it's beyond sad. Like, sad is an understatement. It is. It is. So, guys, if you're ladies and gentlemen, I know this, I know we kind of went, started high, high energy and fun, and then it kind of went here, which is good because you guys need to hear this. But if you if you feel like any way, you feel like you got some stuff off your chest, just, just talk to somebody, let somebody know. But I also have a number for you guys to call. It's 404 796 72 I'm going to say that again 
If you just got any any questions, you want to talk, you want to text or whatever it is, text or call that number, somebody to get back with you. And uh, maybe we'll play it and hear it on air. But everybody needs a place to feel safe. We need more safe spaces. So call that number. That's the number for the podcast. If you have any listener mail, you can text. If you don't have that number, I need to start including that number in here more. But I didn't want to get like spam calls. But anyway, anyway, just, you know, just reach out to that number, guys. Just let you know we're here. Someone will be yeah. there. Um, can we go back? Or no, did you have something else to talk about? Mm, go back to what? To so you were saying, um we were talking about when is the last time you made someone feel appreciated and then about having safe spaces. And, you know, I was talking about don't be mean and nasty to the person who might be the one who is willing to give you the safe space that you're asking for. Yeah. What I need people Whatever you are asking for, praying for, manifesting for yourself, be ready for it too. Like, don't ask for shit, then don't know how to act or treat you get it. people when you get it. And I say this because don't ask me out on a date, then don't know how to act. Wait, 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 wait. You're right. We are missing ah, something in the yeah. two weeks. Let's get into that. You're right. Go for it. Go for it. So, you know, my Facebook got hacked. Yeah. And when it first happened, I was kind of, eh, whatever. But then I was like, oh, shoot. Like, no, I actually, though I'm on there, few and far between. I, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I just saw my cousin group chat say, go Knicks. What the Knicks doing? <laughs> but, <laughs> Probably playing but, the Hawks. <laughs> they are playing the Hawks. And it's like, they have to win tonight. So, um, but yeah. So, I realized, like, yo, my, like, this is how I communicate with a number of my family members. And then also I'm in some pretty, um, I'm in some pretty serious group. Oh, they are winning 27 to 26 in the second quarter. Um, (laughs) So, and I realized that some of the groups that I'm in are pretty serious professional groups. So they're, you know, they're groups that I, like I, like I talked about with the, um, with the career groups that I'm in, like one of the career groups has a private Facebook group. And I was like, Oh shoot, I actually have to get this back. So after about a month, I got it back and I made a little post and I was like, you know, sometimes you have to lose something to realize that you actually, you know, want it, you like it, whatever. And so I was like, after losing my Facebook and getting it back, like I might be on here more often now, guys, like for real. So then this brings a former coworker of mine into my Facebook messages. So we had been friends on Facebook already. Um, and while we worked together, we worked together back in 2017, 16, excuse me. And he would make comments and he would seem like he was flirting with me and he seemed like he was interested. But this was back before I dipped my toe in the water of dating coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I never, nothing ever became of it. But now he hits me up and he was like, oh, I never thought I'd hear from you again. I used to send you so many messages. And I told him, like, it's a lot to keep up with. You got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, text messages, emails, my work email, LinkedIn. I was like, I can't get to everything all the time. Like, please do not take it personally. So we we catch up, like we're chopping it up or whatever. And he was like, did you go and get married on me? 
I was like, me? Harry? Absolutely not. And he was like, why are you acting like it's not possible? And I was like, these men act like I asked for too much. He was very quick to say, knowing you, you don't be asking for too much. I know you can be a diva at times, but I don't believe you're asking for too much. Very important. Very key information. Okay. So then he was like, so you're, so we talked some more. He was like, so you're still in the A, right? And I was like, for now. And he was like, for now, it sounds like you're, you know, like you're going to leave. And I told him that I'm moving eventually, but there's no set date. So now he's like, you stay running for me. So it's little comments Aww. like that that he used <laughs> to make. And I was like, okay, we're not coworkers anymore, baby. So I said, come catch me then. <laughs> he was like, you always say the right shit. Don't tempt me. I said, consider yourself tempted. What are oh. you going to do about it? So then he was like, uh, what did he say? He said, catch you and wrap you up and keep you all to myself. I said, you're talking a lot. What is the action? So then he was like, so this is when I was in Chicago. And I told him, like, I was visiting Chicago. So he was like, okay, well, let me know when you're back in town. And, you know, we'll kick it. He was like, let me know, you know, have fish travels. Let me know when you get back. I was like, okay, bet. So when I got back from Chicago, I was tired i was upset because my uber driver pissed me off like i just i went i i showered and i went to bed <laughs> so he hit me up and he was like damn you didn't even tell me you got back and i was like, oh i'm sorry my fault i just i was tired it just slipped my mind and so he was like so what's your availability so i told him that i was going to miami that week or that weekend and so i it wasn't good for that week but the next week i was available monday Wednesday and Thursday. He goes, I want all three of them days. Oh, he, and sounds, so he me, sounds like you want it. Look, so in my mind, I'm like, slow down, cowboy. Who says I want to see you for three days? So mind you, we used to work together. Of course, if I was repulsed by him, if I thought that he wasn't my type, if I thought that he, that he and I would not be a good match, when we worked together, I wouldn't be entertaining it. So... Who says that I want to be with you for three? Like, who says that I want to see you three days? You know, who said, what if, what if you've changed? What if I've changed and you don't like me? You know, so I was like, let's, I, let's slow it down. So I said, let's start with one. And he was like, okay, Wednesday. I was like, this is late. So I went to sleep. So I woke up the next morning. And mind you, all this is still taking place on Facebook Messenger. No phone numbers have been exchanged. So I wake up and I'm like, okay, good morning, Wednesday. It's fine. He was like, let's do Thursday. He has to handle some business. I was like, okay, what are we doing? So he, I'm going to start reading these text messages, these messages verbatim. And he types right. how things sound. So if I start, like, I'm not slow, guys. I can read but <laughs> he, he cannot type. So he said, shit, you love food, or at least you did. We can get food. I'm not good at planning. That's why I need a lady like you. That's also important. I said, I still love food. He said, okay, we can get food from your favorite spot. I said, I don't have a favorite spot. He said, well, you better start thinking of what you want now. I said, you are asking me out, but you want me to plan it? If that's what you are on, you can deadass keep it. He's like, I don't go out to eat like that. You're more food porn than me. I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to be. Whatever. You're more food porn than me, so don't start your diva mess. 
Now, two days ago, two, three days ago, did he not say that I don't be asking these men for too much? But now suddenly I'm asking you who asked me out and who wanted to see me for three days to plan a date. And suddenly I'm being a diva. So if I would have agreed to see you for three days, I was going to plan the three days of what the fuck we were going to do. Nah. So after he said that, I said, asking you to plan the date you asked for is me being a diva. Google is very free. And if you're not willing to put an effort, then you can go ahead and just leave me alone from now. He was like, what side of town do you live? I told him. He's like, okay, I'm headed to a strip joint over that way. What he told me that piece of information for, no clue. Mm-hmm. He then said, okay, I'm going to look up good places for food on that side. And then he repeated to me where he lived. He already told me once. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why you're telling me this. I have a car. I'll drive as long as, I mean, if it seems promising, I'll go there. So I said, okay. So then... 12, I was staying up all night for tax to go to Miami. 12.35 in the morning, this man sends me a message that says, come to the strip club that he's at. 20 minutes later, I answer. I was like, what? Mm. An hour later. So this is now an hour and 20 minutes after he has told me, sent me this initial message. He get, He sends me the full name of the strip club. Again, this strip club is on my side of town, I already knew what you meant the first time that you said it. So sending me the whole name of the strip club isn't doing anything for me. By this time, I'm asleep. So then when I wake up in the morning, I said, you wanted me to come to the strip club for what? He was like, chill. I said, sir, you thought the appropriate course of action was to ask me at 12 midnight to leave my house and chill with you at the strip club because let me check my notes. It is on the same side of town where I live. (laughs) Let me check my notes. And deadass is what I typed. He said, LOL, yeah, that was the main reason I was bored. My bad. At the time, I didn't see problem, excuse me, problem with it until I thought about it, until I thought about it. So I said, I can already tell this is not going to go over well, and it just won't work. Thank you for your interest. I'm flattered, really, but it's going to be a no for me. Be blessed. So, sir, how do you ask me out, but then you don't want to plan anything? So, is this not what you asked for, but now you're not ready? You, you, you're not ready to receive what you're asking for. And then on top of that, like, why you, when he was like, oh, that's why I need a woman like you to plan. Uh-uh, baby, I'm a grown woman and I have my <laughs> own life to plan. I also, oh, I enjoy planning. That's why I am in a field where I am essentially paid to plan. But please understand that after I spend 40 hours a week planning for my job and I spend time planning my own life, I don't want to have to plan everything in your life and everything that we do together as well. Will eventually do I, again, I like planning. I like to get to know someone and I like paying attention to the things that he says. And then eventually I'm like, okay, I've gotten all this information about this guy. I hope like, I hope I can plan a date an outing. I hope I can get him a gift that he likes. I hope that I can put all this information that I have to good use, plan it and execute it. Well, I do get to that point, but if you're asking me out first, why am I planning the date, sir? 
why are you not why are you not coming prepared for what the fuck you just asked for like what is wrong with you true and that's that's i think i think i jotted this topic down because i was i was wondering how are you being approached and how are you approaching people and that was that was a thing and so i guess we're gonna go from around what so so how would you like for someone to even if you might have kind of alluded to that already what 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 would be a good start for someone trying to do that with you like what's ideal for you i mean if you ask me on a date can you please plan the date like what are you doing what like why am i planning this why you should not have to plan that i think if you know if he if he was trying to take you out he definitely should have came up with something but he probably wasn't expecting you to say yeah in hindsight he probably wasn't expecting you to like even entertain so he probably was kind of caught off guard that's the only bell i'm giving him but i would i wouldn't invite anybody to one of those establishments just me being me and i think he probably could have came up with something a bit more creative than that but again this is all happening on facebook messenger it's not like we're having this conversation in person so you have plenty of time you didn't have to you could have said okay give me a week to plan I didn't tell him. I didn't give him a time frame. I didn't rush him. He was the one who was talking about he wants to see me ASAP for three days out the fucking week. That was him. I was not pressuring that man. I was not pressed. <laughs> he was pressed. Like what? Like I just I do not understand. And then, <laughs> tw- first off, coincidentally, the only guy in Miami. Who, well, let me not say the only guy, because there was definitely a guy who was harassing me on the beach. But I was like, sir, please, like, I'm being short with you for a reason, clearly. But the only guy who was, who really, like, approached me in Miami, guess how old he was? 23. Yes, damn it. I was like, 23 what and me, there what you go. <laughs> what beacon am I sending out to the 23-year-old? But the 23-year-old from before podcast, so again, he was on this whole, he's going to make my dream date happen. Again, once he said that, I shifted from what the dream date was, and I asked him, like, yo, how old are you? And we got into that whole topic. So I've never, I never expressed to him what any of my dream date scenarios were because I said I had multiple. But he did he did like for he was then like no but seriously i want to take you out and i was like you know what we're gonna we're gonna see where this goes so i i said yes so he's never asked for a date a time frame what i want to do you know again because one again i will admit i said in an earlier podcast i no longer tell people i no longer tell guys this is where i want to go because that got me stood up once before because it was out of his price range. Mm-hmm. So I will express things that I like. I like Italian food, or I feel like I'm going to want to eat Italian food on Thursday. Or I'm going to want to eat Mexican food, or I like doing escape rooms. I'll express things like that, and then you find what's in your budget. But I'm no longer, I really don't do the, we're going to go do this anymore, because apparently that's not, that has worked out poorly for me in the past so that was another reason when he was like oh we can go i i really don't have a fave spot like i eat so many places i just i don't the only place you can probably catch me eating 
multiple times. Harold's Chicken, whenever oh, I'm on man. the South Side, or American Deli, but don't take me there on dates. So there's that. But so that's another reason why I just wasn't about to shoot out where I wanted to go to him because I'm not about to have another episode of oh I, I'm I, I'm standing up because I can't afford to go to X Y and Z place. But mm-hmm. so the 23 year old no further talk about an actual date. So then one day after work he had hit me up and said what are you doing? I go I'm running some errands. I'm about to. Once I'm done, I'm going to grab some food and I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch the Friends reunion. He said, you want some company? Uh-oh. He said, company? What do you, like, I wanted to, the, Drewski, the, the, the video of him going, what do you mean by that? That's what I wanted to say. But <laughs> sadly, I do not that? have it saved in my phone. I was like, company? What do you mean by that? He was like, oh, me come over. Friends isn't really my thing, but I'll still come. Sir, did you just invite yourself to my Caucasian home? When you <laughs> was talking about, oh, you're gonna make my dream date happen. You think my dream date was you coming over and watching friends with me? It's not. <laughs> it's not. So again, stop if you're gonna ask for it, you're gonna pray for it, you're gonna manifest it. Be prepared for it. Don't come playing in my face. Don't do it. You said you was gonna do this. Do it. Don't come over here asking to watch friends with me. No. No man. I, I know, that's that's pretty good though. I think I think we should be conscious and aware of how we're approaching people and what you know, like what it takes to plan a careful, thoughtful date. Like you shouldn't, you know, it should never get old. You, of course, you don't want to do the same thing all the time, but you should definitely be mindful of what you're asking and how that can come off to the other parties involved. So, ladies and gentlemen, that goes for the ladies too. Because sometimes ladies approach men. Like most most women approach me for whatever reason. And in my past, that's that's what it's always been. It's just you don't want to come off a certain way. You don't want to ruin. You don't want to shoot your dreams out the sky before you take off. So, just be mindful. Be thoughtful. Do some careful planning. Uh, come correct. You know, like you ain't gonna have all your shit together, but have it together. You know, and you know, go get that that young man or that young lady that you want out there. Yes, like at least I think that most people can sense some form of effort. So even if it's not perfect, even if it's not the most expensive, the most romantic, the most perfect, again, I think people can sense when you put in some type of effort. And I would hope that people appreciate effort. I would think if you are looking to really have a, an authentic connection with someone, effort is something that is important to you. Um, but I mean, if it's not that your business, it's important to me. So when people are approaching me with little effort, but you have an ask of you want to go out with me, uh, <laughs> Faith without works is is dead. It's nothing. Like, what are you doing? Like, we we just can't. We're, this is not high school. We're just not going together because we look good together. We think each <laughs> other is cute. No, I'm going to need something. I'm going to need some effort. And then also, a friend of mine really, really articulated really well the whole thing about him saying that he wants someone to plan 
So I ran into a situation where I was dating a guy who did not cook. Like he literally ordered out every single day. Mm-hmm. And it frightened me because I was like, oh, shoot, the burden of cooking is automatically going to fall on me. And when I told some of my guy friends that, they were like, well, did he explicitly tell you that? And I said, no. And I was like, so why you're assuming? And I'm just like, I didn't know how to explain it to them at the time. But then I spoke to my friend, the girl who I went to Miami with. And she she was just talking about her own situation. And she was just like, she made the point of, you want to be with, like, no one's going to be perfect. But you want someone who's able to handle things on, who's at least able to handle their own life on their own. Whatever he has going on, he has to go to work. He gets to work on his own. He has kids. He can pay his child support, pick up his kids, support his kids. He can do all of that on his own. He can do his own laundry. He can clean his own house. He can cook his own food. Even if he's not a master chef, like, you know, you you can handle things on your own. Because wherever people fall short, honestly, it generally falls upon, especially the women, to pick it up. That becomes the expectation. Oh, your man doesn't have a car, but he has to go to work. Suddenly, here he go in your Nissan with your AKA tag. Driving no, like man. nigga, you had this job before I was in your life. So why am is my car now your taxi? But I don't think a lot of people understand that that that's generally what happens. That wherever these men are falling short, it defaults to the women. So when we meet a man who seems to fall very short in somewhere, because again, you don't have to be a five star chef, but you don't cook at all. You are ordering out every single day. At some point in your life, you're going to want someone to cook for you. And it's going to be me. And I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm doing this out of obligation all the time. Like, oh, because if I don't cook, this man not going to eat. Or he's just going to be eating American Valley every day. Like, I don't, because there's the idea that, oh, well, she's supposed to upgrade you. So you shouldn't, you would eat an American Valley every day when you were single. So why are you eating American Valley every day when you have a woman? Nigga, you didn't care about yourself enough when you were single to not be eating American Belly every day. That has nothing to do with me. So hearing that he's not good at planning and he wants me, that's why he needs a woman like me. I do not want to be needed to be your event coordinator, baby. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. That's what I do at work. And again, that's something else that's personal to me. And I know that, again, project management is a very broad field. And a lot of people don't even know what it is. No shade, because I didn't know what project management was when I started working in project management. So people don't understand that I essentially, I feel like a glorified babysitter someday. I get projects and I spend, I plan and I plan and I plan and I plan the project. Once I plan the project and we go into execution, now my day is filled with, hey, person who you knew that you were supposed to do this task seven months ago because we made a Gantt chart and this was assigned to you and you know you're getting paid to do this, just making sure, did you actually do it? That is why, if that is what I do day in and day out for work, why do I want to do that with my significant other every time? Why do I want to feel like that is my job with my significant other? Will I do it? Because I enjoy planning and I'm like, oh shoot, I want to plan this for me and my boot. Yes, but will I be happy about it if it's just like, I don't know how to plan shit, baby, you do it. 
You do it. You do it. No. Now I'm a slave. I don't no, like that. Man. <laughs> That's no. crazy. And I feel, I honestly feel like men are not as willing to try. He was very quick to just be like, well, you figure it out instead of trying. Because there are things in this life that I don't want to do. I'm going to tell you right now, A1, I used a wrench last night. I ain't like that that shit. A wrench. Oh, a wrench. Yes. So my, my, my sink stopper got stuck in the sink. Oh. And I was like, I feel like I got a number to a plumber, but I kept on not calling the plumber, not calling the plumber. So finally, when I went to my therapist, I told my therapist that I just have, like, I feel like I'm breaking everything in my house. And when I told him about the sink stopper, he was like, yeah, there's no need to call a plumber for that. He's like, it's very simple. And finally, I went on YouTube. I found a video and it didn't work at first. (laughs) What he first showed didn't work. And then he was like, well, you got to loosen this. And it was screwed on super, super tight. And I was like, well, I got to find a wrench to unscrew this. And lo, I found a wrench and I did it. And I fixed my damn sink. Now, yes, it was minor. And yes, if I would have spent money on a plumber to come out and do that, I would have been pissed the hell off. Because I would have been like, dog, now, do I have the money to do it? Absolutely. I do have the money to do it. But it's like... Again, it would have been an astronomical price for something that was a simple fix that I could have done for myself. Would I have much preferred for my man to do it for free? Absolutely. I don't have that here. So, <laughs> I, don't I that at here. least made the try to do it. And lo and behold, I succeeded. Meanwhile, this man is... I, I wanted to use my sink. That was my ass. And I made it, I made it possible for me to use my sink. This man's ask was to take me out on a date, but he don't want to plan a date. He didn't want to do what it takes to make it happen. And I'm sick of it. But then people are like, oh, well, women don't want to this. Women don't want to. I've used more tools than any of the men that I've been with. For a <laughs> Here we life. go. I just used a damn wrench. Here we go. I can fix minor plumbing issues. Where my house at, nigga? Where's my table? <laughs> Put some respect on my name. I that feel like, great. again, I feel like women are willing to go out and if we have to do something, we'll do it. This is our ask. We'll figure it out. Even if it's not quintessential women's work, it's not the gender role. It's not usually the gender norm of women do this. We'll at least try to figure it out. I just feel like men going to roll the fuck over. I'm just going to order American Deli. What's cooked? <laughs> now, I'm just going to order American Deli every day for, the, it, for eternity until I find a woman who is going to cook for me every day. And if there's a woman out there and if that's what she wants to do, have at it. It is not me. So do not hit me up if that is what you are on. Y'all hear that? Do not hit up Jen Walters if you're gonna ask to plan, ask her to plan a date. You can't build her a house or build her a table. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so keep that in mind because I'm pretty sure we're gonna get some more listener mail, um, asking more about you. Uh, but that was a good segment though. That's a good segment. I do got one more. Th- I got actually I got a couple more things, but this was something that just kind of popped in my head Monday 
Cause I had went to a couple parks over the over the holiday weekend. Like I said, this was the first time that oh, it yeah. actually felt like a uh, a uh, what you call it a three day weekend. I went to Pro. Let me go back and look. I think it's Providence or Prominence, but it might be Providence State Park. Yeah, Providence Canyon State Park. It's basically the Grand Canyon of the South, and um, it just kind of got me to thinking. First of all, it's in the country. It's near Columbus Lagrange area near Fort. Benny, that area, and it just got me to thinking. Like, first of all, it was Trump town, so you seen a couple of Trump Ooh. t-shirts, Trump hats, and everyone was looking at, you know, looking around like because I had on a mask or whatever, and they were just kind of looking like, "Aren't you odd?" Like when I say I'm literally probably the only one, I think I saw a couple of Asian families, and maybe maybe one Indian family that had them on, but no one had them on. I know why, because I guess because they're outside. And they probably felt like since we're outside, we're okay, but you're still in a crowd. So anyway, but it just got me to thinking. I mean, but first of all, it's a, it's a cool park. It's a cool place. It does kind of look like the Grand Canyon. I see why they said. But if if you do have time, just check it out one time. But what what got me to really thinking was that you know they have all like those little historic facts at most parks. Like if it's like whatever like Sweetwater Creek or whatever, Roswood Mill. That was how these signs and tell you the history behind it. So it just got me to thinking, like Stone Mountain and stuff like that. And it just got me to thinking, because I ended up going to Roswell Mill Monday, and that's an old cotton mill. And Sweetwater Creek is an old cotton mill. And I was just wondering, like, what's the history behind Providence Canyon? But what I found is that it just kind of got me to thinking, like, what was happening here a hundred years ago, 50 years ago, you know, and like just the history behind it. Like we go to all these cotton mills and a lot of those things were slave labor. And I was just like, it just got me to thinking like, are we walking on bodies that are out here? Like, are we walking over, are we swimming over bodies that are in this river? Like right now that, that you know, that was tried to escape or that they just kind of disposed of. It just kind of got me into the history of it and how Georgia and a lot of southern parks, their history is always tied back to or all the major parks are tied back to that point in time in life. And it just it's just I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like it just kind of just got me to thinking like what these parks represent. Like, is it like a slap in the face now? Because, like, we probably were working there or owned there, and now we're swimming in the creek there. Or now we're having our family barbecues there. It just, it just make you think. Have you ever thought about that? Not for – I haven't. Of course, the only place that I that, – that resonates with me is Stone Mountain Park. Um, but as for just, like, regular, regular parks that never – dawned on me for like what well I mean you said that there were old cotton mills so I mean I guess that's still not just like a regular regular park because that's definitely that's something that was there um but no I haven't really thought of it that way but that is something very interesting to think about because yeah is this is this stuff a slap in the face like do we just stay away from things like that it is it's a hard it's hard to 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 figure out because i mean being able to travel get fresh air like do simple like visiting a park enjoying nature 
those are simple things. Those are simple things that can bring someone calm and peace. But it does suck that we as Black people do have to worry about if there is a dark history behind the places that we go, behind the simple pleasures that everyone else can just enjoy. Meanwhile, we have all these wheels turning in our heads about, well, what's the history of this? So, um, and I mean, it's definitely part of the plight of being Black, and it sucks. But I think knowing stuff like that, I think it helps. And I think that we should charge these places to acknowledge what truly went on and what really happened. And I don't necessarily think that we should should ban ourselves or distance ourselves from enjoying these simple things because of these dark histories. Yeah. Um, that does it, it's not going to go for everything. Please, black people, do not have a plantation wedding because <laughs> I don't yeah. see what's exciting. Black, white, I don't see why anybody no. Yeah, no one on should be having a plantation wedding. I don't even want but, a road that says plantation. But when I tell you, there is some neighborhood. Some there is when I was looking for condos here, there is some neighborhood plantation something. Every time I see one, delete. I don't care. It could have been the perfect condo I wanted. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Yep, it's a lot of places in Florida and in Cobb County like that. Look like old plantation mill or old plantation drive, and I'm just like, there's a place like near Sweetwater Creek. It's called Plantation. Like the the name of the entire neighborhood is Plantation something. I'm just like, but why are we so fascinated with? It? I know we're in the South, but it's disgusting. Like even Kennesaw Mountain. You go to the top of Kennesaw Mountain. Guess what they're talking about? It's an old Civil War hideout for Confederate soldiers. Like it's crazy And then they got up there Like where you can look To Tennessee from here You can see Tennessee You look in this direction You can see I don't see nothing but trees For one But a lot of these parks Like Like Lookout Mountain Like oh you can see Seven states But this all has something To do with the, the The Civil War The Confederates And preserving Southern history So like It just makes me feel away. Me Me being a historian The way that I am It just makes me think it's, These are things That pops in my mind Like like I don't like Lake Lanier because I know there was a city there and they can try to cover it up all they want. I think people have uncovered that that was a city there and that they flooded it. But these type of things just just really make me think. And I would like for them to acknowledge or 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 say something. Sometimes they do put this was owned by slaves or whatever. But then there's a bunch of like people who aren't black. They're reading this same sign too, and then looking over at me reading this sign. And I'm like, what are they thinking? Mm. Like, like it's kind of crazy Like I don't know why my mind goes there with stuff like that But like I said I'm from here So a lot of these things you get to see Like all you know all, most streets And most cities are named after like white people Oh yeah Like this is one of the few places I know we got like Malcolm X and MLK Everywhere but Other than that it ain't really too many places Where you'll find that you have like Black people names on the streets Like here we got a lot of them yeah. I think Atlanta's just unique in that way, but it just it just makes you think like what went on here? 
Like, like sometimes I look at trees. I was like, was there a body hanging from that tree? Or like, just like, just being down there in Providence County. When I say it's the country, like it's Lumpkin County, two hours away. Like, and it's Trump Town, and like they like their, you know, their good old American way. And so it just made me mm-hmm. think, like, just what's going on, or you know, like when you go to some of these parks and stuff like that. But it was just pretty weird to me. But I guess, I guess for, for the was, listeners, was that? There was something about, you know, at the base of Stone Mountain, at the base of Walk Up Trail, uh-huh. there, um, they used to have like the Confederate flag there and people, yeah. it was like, you can walk up and take pictures. And I want to say, I saw something on the news that they were moving them. Um, they weren't taking them down, but they were moving them. So they weren't there for people to take pictures and there were people of course that's our history what are you doing blah 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 and then you have the other people you had some people who were like it's not enough that's still you know people I just I don't even I don't think a lot of people really understand even what Stone Mountain is and I feel like the last time that I went to the laser show you know I remember you know it depicts the civil war and then like you know the 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 whoever the fuck is on the mountain i don't even know anymore um and i i could care less like it's robert they but there's two other ones um yeah i don't know who they are and it's not they're racist white people i can give a shit so then it like the lasers depict like a a battle from the war and then they walk up on their horses into their respective places on the mountain and i'm just like yeah this is really like you all lost like can you please get the fuck over it you all lost like let it go but it it did and again it wasn't the civil war still wasn't even about freeing slaves anyways but you all still lost please let it go please call a spade a spade let tourists know that this is a racist monument. The KKK was revived here. Let it be known. And the wildest thing is everyone from my high school worked there. I worked there. It's, you know, When I say everyone from my high school, we, we're black. Stone Mountain, Decap County, it is majority black. So Stone Mountain Park grasped the cusp of Gwinnett and and Stone Mountain. So we had some whites that worked there too. But no, the majority of that park is operated by black people. And, you know, when I say operated, of course, it's like the low level jobs, not yeah. executive leadership and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, and we just, we all sat here and kept this big old racist monument conglomerate just going. And, it's you know they have this cute little antebellum southern town and it's just like i wasn't i didn't see it as i see it now when i worked there in high school but it's just it's terrible and i again it's this country doesn't they never want to be truthful about enslavement of black people and treatment of black people because of course how black people have been treated in this country does not end with when we were enslaved 
and they just they never want to be truthful about it and they want to fight for these monuments and for these parks and all these things and it's just our history and it's just a park it's not but you all know how dark and terrible the history is that's why you all don't want to talk about it that's why you all don't want to give a museum tour about that part that's why you all don't want to address it but again you you do that because you know it's terrible like hiding in the shadows doesn't make anything less work and it definitely doesn't make anything less worse and it definitely doesn't make it invisible because we know what the fuck is going on indeed so listeners if you're in the Atlanta area just start paying attention to your local parks like some of the big national parks it's usually a national park and just kind of look at where it is and like and what some of those signs say and tell you what went on here and just see how they glorify these things and then just kind of step back and think about that but that was it for that but it just it just got me to wondering um you see about- now because there are waterfalls in georgia and i want to go to them and now you're going to have me thinking what about these waterfalls now some of the like like if you go to like Tallulah and helen um I'm going to look, but usually there there is like a lot of our waterfalls, if they're not natural occurring, they're usually because there was some type of exploitation behind it, like a dam or to run a cotton mill, which basically is another dam. You dam up the thing in the waterfalls and they use it, you know, you know, they use that to make hydroelectricity or they use it to spin like uh, the wheel in the cotton mills. So yeah, a lot of times like there's like there's a lot of them like anywhere along the Chattahoochee River because the Chattahoochee River really runs from ten well from the border from Tennessee all the way down to pretty much Alabama where it changes into something else, and there's a lot of parks that are are based around those rivers, and like a lot of them have mills and like Tilly Mill Road and Old Fuller Mill like that's what those are. Like usually Fuller Mill might be the name of the family who owned that land or who owns your family, you know, at that point in time. So it just kind of just just makes you think. But like I think some of the more natural ones may just really be natural. But like, you know, some of them you just kind of know what they are. Some of them are just just what they are. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Let me see if I can find a natural occurring waterfall in the meantime gonna look at one more thing because it's probably getting kind of late we are probably going to wrap but um what we gonna do can I get your take on bonnets and do-rags? <laughs> oh, <child>, look. <laughs> so I'm going to L.A. tomorrow for this wedding. I got my hair done today. With, okay, this is one thing that I don't understand about. Well, maybe I do. So, like, when guys get their hair cut, they want to go run the street and show it off. When I get my <laughs> hair did, I'm like, doobie me up or put me as a pin girl and I'm out and I'm going home to get in my bed. Like, I don't want to, once my hair is done, I don't want to have to do the maintenance to put it up at night. So I put, she pin curl my hair. It is going to stay like this until I'm getting ready for the wedding. That means I'm going to good old Hartsfield Jackson tomorrow in my pin curls with my bonnet on. I have to go to Walmart and Target tomorrow for 
to get some last minute things. And I have to go to the pet store because my cat injured himself. And so now they don't want him jumping around. So I have to get like a playpen for him. So yes, I have some errands to run tomorrow. All of that will be done in my pink girls and my bonnet. And who is going to check me? <laughs> Nobody. The bonnet patrol. <laughs> Nobody. When it comes to the airline thing, bruh, this is not the 1980s. These, these, you expect me to be dressed to the nines to get on my $45 spirit flight? Suck my dick. No. What? <laughs> Absolutely not. And I'm not even flying. Well, yes, because tomorrow is a long flight. Again, I said I will not fly Spirit cross country. So I'm flying Delta because I need the leg room. But mm-hmm. still, this is not this is not Delta from the 1980s and 1970s. This is it. You're not getting full meal service and and no, these planes are falling out the sky. Like they don't even you be. You go, you put your hand, you try and get your little safety card to read stuff, and there's still trash in the pocket. But you expect me to be dressed to be on this flight, and you can't even properly clean the plane? Baby, no. Absolutely not. But people, there is a difference. People look at bonnets in public differently than do-rags in public. And Black women's appearance is critiqued so heavily and so much more than anybody else. I'm with you. White girls be out in their little cookie, uh, their cookie monster pajamas all the time. You all gonna check them? Go to Walmart and look at how white people look. We are not the only ones. Black women are not the only ones. Black men are not the only ones. But again, you don't know what I have going on. Are you about to reimburse me the money? For me to that I just paid to get my hair done? No. So mind your business. How is my bonnet bothering you? It is not. You are just nosy. That has nothing to do with me. You are in black people's business and you are in my business. And believe me, you belong <laughs> in neither. So let me ask you this. So, like from what I got from it, like cause I see I see a lot of like black women comment like oh she shouldn't have had this on I, I understand what the bond is for I know what the do-rag was for but then do-rags became like a fashion statement too and I remember when I used to have my hair braided people used to say why you got that do-rag on why you got that on I didn't wear it everywhere but I, I was using it to preserve my hair you know like that's what it was for and people don't necessarily understand it if they don't know and you know and I, but I do feel sometimes that like if if you got it because you just got your hair done, you're trying to preserve it. Yeah, but if you got a fucking bird's nest up under there, and and it looks a kind of way, like I can see why somebody might say something. And I only say that because sometimes our patients come in and they'll take that damn bonnet off in the room. And I was just like, whoa, and it just well some of their parents, but I just be like, and some of the sometimes the patients too. But I'll be like, what is going on? Like I thought it was to preserve your hair, but it's all I guess it's also good for hiding your hair too. But I guess some of them just look like, from what I have been seeing in the comments and people just going back and forth about it, like when they just kind of have their whole pajamas on, they just going around the entire day, you know, wandering the streets like that. And that's kind of what the do rags came into. They were saying, well, dudes do it. Why is it any different from men? I mean, for, for women. I don't know. Whatever has possessed someone to leave their home in their full pajamas, their do-rag, 
the bonnet. None of that is my business. And whether your hair is nicely done under your bonnet or whether it is a mess under your bonnet or anywhere in between, black hair is still fragile and needs to be protected. So if for whatever reason you feel you want to protect your hair from whatever elements, no matter what state your hair is in, your hair is still always going to be more fragile than Sarah in the shower six days. I mean, once every six days. (laughs) So we're going to do what we have to do for us. Back when I had my old car with cloth seats, the cloth seats, I felt my hair rubbing against those cloth seats. It would damage my hair. So I bought a do-rag and I tied it around my seat. This way, my hair was protected. Now, had it had a, it had satin to, that will not rub and break my hair. That is why we sleep with satin and silk pillowcases as black people. That is why we sleep with our bonnets. So whatever your hair looks like under there, whether you're whether you're preserving a style or whether you're trying to just preserve the health and you don't care what it looks like under there, none of it is my business. It is not bothering me. Again, I do not care for all these respectable Negro politics because they will kill Martin and they will kill Malcolm and they will kill Fred Hampton and they will kill you. They don't care what you dress like, honey. It don't matter. And I'm with you on that. Like, to be honest, it's none of my business. If that's how you choose to come out, no matter what people may feel about it, that's just kind of what it is. But I thought it was a good topic because people were really up in arms about it. And I, and I get it. And I, and I get what you're saying because sometimes it is like some, some other, you know, the outsiders saying this and saying that, but they just don't get it because they don't have to worry about those things. I do want to know, do you really feel like it protects your hair? I do feel like it protects your hair because again, I mean, again, I don't know. I think it protects your hair from other materials. I mean, I feel like, again, like I said, I felt that my car seat was damaging my hair. Hence why I got the do-rag. I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh, well, I'm putting it on to protect my hair from the sun. Like, no, I'm not going to say that. But that we have those things to protect our hair. And if you feel, if you feel that wearing your bonnet protects it from the sun, then A, that's your business. Now, again, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, there's nothing wrong with having a bonnet. If I go to the wedding with my bonnet on, that's a different story. This is a formal wedding. Like, no, I look crazy. Like, that's ridiculous. It is Walmart. Get a life. This is not a five-star. <laughs> it's not a five-star restaurant. It is not, <clears throat> it's not this, big wonderful glorious establishment like what are you talking about no no i'm with you on that we're gonna we're probably gonna um we're gonna revisit this i'm gonna try to get some more some more women at you know on for this one but we're gonna revisit this one for sure and just go ahead go ahead no i was just 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 because i feel like this is a deeper topic then we we probably got time for it i would definitely like to get you know more opinions and maybe even some outside opinions too like on the show i don't know how i'm gonna set that up but i, de- I definitely think i can do it i had so i saw a couple of tweets that i wanted to go back and excuse me that i wanted to go back and read that talked about some of the history of like policing 
black women's looks. But then also, didn't Monique make a whole video about it? Like, I feel like I've saved that too, and I just haven't listened to it. So I definitely don't mind revisiting. Like, yeah, because I, I want to go back and that. find that stuff. Yeah, yeah we can go back I, and um, do our research on that. Okay. That'll be good. I mean, it's still not you all's business. I'm gonna tell you all that. One. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap. And as usual, we got to go with our songs of the week. What do you have this week? I know you're going to be upset at me for this, but It's I a Drake song? It's not a Drake song. I probably won't be mad now. My, my AirPods literally just died. Okay, it's not a Drake song. It is a Nicki song. Okay. And so, you know, she re-released Beam Me Up, Scotty. Mm-hmm. But the it was what a time to be alive when Itty Bitty Piggy came on. Like, you couldn't tell the girls nothing. And so... Interesting. Re, re, like, re-listening to Beam Me Up, Scotty with the, with the new stuff, with the old stuff, but itty bitty piggy is always going to reign supreme so i have been listening to that over and over all right itty bitty piggy and of course she shouts out there's a nod to good old a different world in there so how could how could i not like i i love it of course you got all your classic things in there huh Exactly. <laughs> I got it. I'm gonna see. I might. I'm gonna see if I can play that. I'm gonna see if I because cash money is a big one. I might. I might not be able to play, it, but I'm gonna see if I can. I might too. I okay. might be able to. We'll see though. But my okay. song is probably going to be. Uh, where is it? It's called "Slow Down." It's by Reason and a, a lady named Alameda. But it's a good song. I'm gonna play. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. You, do you listen to Reason? I have not. I've heard his name before. Hey, Wait, check out Reason. I think you'll like Reason. I'm gonna send okay. you that. I don't know when you're gonna check it out, but whenever you do, it's a good. It's it, Reason is Reason is good. He's okay. on um, TDE with Kendrick, and um, you know all of them. I mean, I have a whole flight tomorrow, four hours. So oh yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm gonna send it about. I, I think I will be able to play this one. I might not because Top Dog pretty big too, but we'll see. But I definitely want people to hear these songs because I'm pretty sure our listeners don't know what the fuck we be talking about half the time. So, <laughs> so I want them to have some reference. Then I'm gonna go back and put some clips in here so they can know what we was talking about. But uh, but that's our show for today, guys. We will catch you guys next time. We hope you guys have had a good holiday weekend. I hope you guys are having a good weekend by the time this airs. And, uh, you know, be respectful and kind and love each other. And stop all this violence. Stop killing each other. Stop assaulting each other. Stop verbally abusing each other. And just let peace and love lead the way. Be the change you want to see. Be the change you want to see. So if you want new draws, you got to change your mind. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's 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 it for today. I'm gonna go ahead and put these uh, the songs of the week here at some point, probably tomorrow, because it's probably getting time for my bedtime and shower time. But yeah, guys, just just be nice to people, and just just keep that in mind. But we are out.
and I'm going All to right. hit you later. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining the show as always. I appreciate you, your time and efforts. Ooh, what's this? Hello? Yeah. Oh, I thought I had kicked the thing out. Good. Oh, no. But yeah. I appreciate your time and efforts, though, for real. It means a lot. Ah, what is I this? I'm just I always appreciate you having me. Well, you will be back again after your L.A. Because we got to hear about your L.A. adventures. Oh, absolutely. I want to hear. Did the cat just jump <laughs> over my gate? Oh, no, my no, But anyway, anyway, good night. I'll catch you. Night. Bye. All right, everybody. We are now entering the songs of the week segment of the podcast and the first song up is itty bitty piggy let me find that by Nicki minaj the affiliates never off of the <laughs> beat me up scotty mixtape i do know people like that I don't have a name for this shit radio. It's the song of the week section. Hope you like the music that we're playing today, y'all. When you was in New York, you was fucking a Yankee. I was fucking with bass. I was pitching to Frankie. These bitches so cranky. Hit them a hanky. Let us know how we're doing. Give me my black. Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, holiday. Wait, hold on, hold on, holiday. You can't give it to them dry like that. I don't own the rights to any of this music. Just to let you guys know. They can't just get that shit right off the top. Like, you gotta bring that shit back. Bring that shit the fuck Let's go. Holiday season. Yo. Yo. Hey, I think we got your attention by now, right? Yo. Holiday season. Nicki Minaj, DJ Holiday. Holiday season. Miss Entertainment. Shouts out to Chocoholics. We With the wine, you can call me Whitley. I go to Hill, Maine. Listen, I'm the baddest in the school, the baddest in the game. Excuse me, how you got nobody's in my lane? When you was in New York, you was fucking a Yankee. I was fucking with bass, I was pitching the Frankie. These bitches so cranky, hit them a hanky. My mommy, I'm cold, give me my blankie. Flyer than the K, I get higher than my punzu. Keep the snow white, I could bang by the bunzu. Set the cookies up before they crumble. Don't be acting like the Cardinals don't bumble. Cause I'm a stealer, fresh up out the dealer. All the dope boys gon' feel her. Flow so sick, I need a healer. Fuck this my Mac concealer. I be out in Queens on the back of four. We, 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 wheelers. I'm a big deal. That's why I get more head than a pigtail. Put the ranch, I'm getting the munchies. I think I have a rap bitch for my untrained. Maybe thinking nigga spit, spit, shame my shoes. You know I keep a bad bitch, let me sing your boots. I'm the only thing hopping like a kangaroo. I mean, the only thing hopping like a I'll put them in, I feel it, I'll ask my Alright, and that was Itty Bitty Piggy 
My song of the week was Reason. Where is it? Oh, here we go. All right, guys. This is Slow Down by Reason off of his latest album, New Beginnings. Love this song. It's not my favorite song on the album, but I listened to it on the way home today. And it just kind of. Just listen to the words. So. Look, times is getting darker. My time getting borrowed. My niece is getting smarter. I'm starting to feel that shit. Look, I tell them Uncle Busy. They don't want to hear that shit. Look. I say see you tomorrow, that promise never garnered I never told nobody this, but I lost a son Or maybe it was a daughter Look, I say it, cause if it's real, I gotta face that part My deepest fears that's growing near, they call that feeling karma I'd have to be a father Look at how I did all these bitches Look, I mean women all throughout my life Drunken and scattered nights She don't believe in abortion Pressure forced her So she sacrificed And all for what? A little head of nothing Bragging rights Something that I made myself forget So I could pass the nights But how she sleeping? She probably ain't sleeping a barely I never once felt guilty Maybe that's the part that scares me Maybe that's the part that That's fucked up Need to grow up I don't know who I do need to hear the chorus to this. Let's go talk to you. Slow Look, my cousin called me ignored. I don't pick up the phone. But I used to struggle for records and now my blessings grown. I never told him better days was coming out to public. Just put his business to the masses, then I hit the road. I told your business to the world so I could make some gold. But I didn't tell you was this an apology that was old. But I didn't tell y'all is how strong my fucking cousin is. After better days, hit by a whip, shattered bones, coma while he's sleeping. We pray that he wake up. Rappers cap for a foundation, this shit I can't make up. Rico woke and told us calmly that while he was sleeping, dreaming, reminisced of us as kids, playing, wasting days up, and it kept him calm. So calm, thank God that he's still living. And thank God even more that he's strong, and so I'm forgiven. Told me, Rob, I was upset, but I'm glad that you told my story. I couldn't admit addiction. I'm glad that you told it for me. I'm glad you live in your dreams, and I'm glad you was ever worried. I live my life as a hustler. Although this new life is boring, it's much safer. Keep my pace and recover the rose to glory. Don't say no more i got something i never spoke i'm sorry i wasn't man enough to call you first and your story never forgotten while i write this verse i'm glad you moved back from atlanta and made your way home and no matter how quick life is moving i'll pick up the phone i'm sorry lots of positivity coming your way
that was Reason Slow Down featuring Alameda off of his latest album, New Beginnings, available on all DSPs. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, Keep sending in your listener mail. We're going to get to the rest of the listener mail next week at some point. Well, on the next show at some point. I'm taking, I think I'm going to start doing the top three or top five or the best three or best five of uh of mail that i get that week and read them all here and um see how that goes i think that's that's something that's pretty popular we're getting a good response from that and uh hope you guys have a good a good weekend you know stay safe out there because if you live in atlanta it's getting crazy out here and and watch out for the water boards we'll probably talk about that at some point uh sometimes they're not <laughs> they approach people the wrong way Let's just say that And it's starting to get a little wild and scary So you gotta just be careful out there Watch out for crazy drivers People are shooting on the highways Make sure you arrive alive Drive alert, arrive alive Get home safe um, What else I wanna tell y'all um, I know I got something else motivational And positive for to say to you guys um, Forgive your younger self Believe in your current self and create your future self. That's something that I want everybody to to keep in mind. Don't be so hard on yourself because life is short and you always have time to correct the mistakes of your past. Enjoy y'all nights. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Peace and love to everybody.